What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are enjoying the 2021 NFL Draft. The Carolina Panthers on the clock. It is believed that their pick is in. Uh, it seems like the uh, excuse me, the Carolina Panthers have taken South Carolina cornerback J.C. Horn. So we appreciate everybody who's rolling in, joining us. We are live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, on our Periscope slash Twitter account. I believe. Periscope Periscope is not technically a thing anymore, uh, but it is what it is. So we're going to be here through the duration of the Cowboys pick, through the Giants pick at 11, through the Eagles pick at 12. Connor Livesy, one of our draft analysts, will join us when those are over. Uh, so we'll get to them, obviously. Um, yeah, we'll get to him when all that is ready. Um, how is everybody feeling? Let us know in the comments section. Um, you know, it is, uh, it is what it is. Kyle Pitts went to the Atlanta Falcons, and that sucks. Both offensive tackles, excuse me, no, not offensive tackles. Let's, um, let's go ahead and get um the draft order on the board let's see here we've got uh the first round we've got trevor lawrence went one zach wilson went two trey lance went three the san francisco 49ers surprising everyone obviously kyle pitts as mentioned went four to the atlanta falcons jamar chase to the cincinnati Bengals, pushing panay sewell down but that didn't last for long the Miami Dolphins took wide receiver Jalen Waddell out of Alabama, and the Detroit Lions, again, got the first offensive tackle of the night. The Carolina Panthers, again, if you're following along Twitter, uh, they have selected J.C. Horn. So in terms of what we are dealing with here as Dallas Cowboys fans, Rashawn Slater still out there. Patrick Sertan still out there. Obviously, uh, you know, there are uh, not a lot of uh, other particular options uh, for the Dallas Cowboys besides that in terms of ones that we've discussed. But it is something that we are going to be here to experience together. Um, let's see. All right. So we have um, we have time, right? The Dallas Cowboys are not on the clock quite yet. The Denver Broncos are on the clock. There was a lot of news earlier today. Uh, excuse me, as my phone alarm goes off. It's a big day here at Blogging the Boys. A lot of news that the Broncos were in the mix for Aaron Rodgers and obviously that um, potentially, you know, they would trade for him. They traded for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah, it is what it is. But the Dallas Cowboys, soon enough, will have their player. Who do we think it is? Wherever you're watching, please let us know, and we will obviously uh, see who's right in a few moments. We've got a lot of people chiming in. Uh, Maria Diva Griggs says, let's go, Cowboys. Uh, Ligat Ga says, Slater, baby. Uh, Robert says, this is where Philly trades up and takes Patrick Sertan. Again, the Denver Broncos on the clock. This is the part where you know things could go badly Bo Meadows on Facebook says Micah Parsons or Patrick Sertan either one I'm good with um Kenny Tucker a bit upset says damn it uh Shane says I think we're getting Sertan Patrick Sertan very much in play for the Dallas Cowboys obviously uh Jason says Sertan hopefully um I think that's judging by all of our comments Patrick Sertan seems to be the one uh that everybody wants to see end up on the Dallas Cowboys and I do think that that's very possible. The Denver Broncos, remember, signed Kyle Fuller in free agency, so they um, are not necessarily in the market right away for a corner, although, you know, the drafting or the trading, excuse me, of Teddy Bridgewater uh, does, uh, you know, does technically, um, you know, does technically put them in a position where uh, they don't necessarily have to take a quarterback. Justin Fields still is on the board. Uh, if another team wants to come up, that's another option for the Cowboys. They could trade back. Uh, we've got Micaiah. I think it's Micaiah says uh, Sertan or Parsons talking about Micah Parsons. That is a really um, kind of low key uh, opinion. There are not a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans who want to see the team draft Micah Parsons. So maybe um, you feel like that is the best route, but it is not necessarily something uh, that a lot of people share. Um, but so 
Patrick Sertan very much in play. So is Rashawn Slater. All right. So what would happen? Uh, we've got a lot of comments saying Patrick Sertan. John Blaze, Johnny Blaze says we need Sertan, Jerry. Anthony Beer says no trade back, doesn't want to move back. Uh, Marshall offers the idea or Slater. So let's pretend that these are the two options in the moment for the Dallas Cowboys because right now they are. Before the Denver Broncos pick, this is the situation we're looking at. The Dallas Cowboys could conceivably be choosing between the offensive tackle out of Northwestern, Rashawn Slater, or they could be taking, obviously, a corner to booster, bolster their secondary in Patrick Sir. 10. Um, we've got Scooter who asked, anybody think Devontae Smith would get to 10? Best player available. No, thank you uh, to Devontae Smith. We'll pass on that. Um, so Tommy says, Sir, 10 or fire the board. Um, I don't know what you mean by firing the board, uh, but you know, still. Uh, waiting on Twitter to tell us what the Denver Broncos have done. Maybe the Denver Broncos take uh, Justin Fields. Still hanging out. We've only seen three quarterbacks go. It will be interesting to see how far Mac Jones ultimately falls, uh, but uh, it is you know, ultimately um, what it is. But so we're adjusting all of our things here on the fly. Uh, that's kind of the magic of streaming live in today's day and age. So we appreciate everybody who has joined all of our live streams. Uh, to this point, we've been streaming every Tuesday, doing a bunch of different mock drafts. Let's see. David Lucas says, I hope they get Sertan and then move back into the first for Trayvon Morig, the safety out of TCU. Uh, we've now got our graphic updated for you to talk about. Let's see here. We've got, this is where things stand in the moment. J.C. Horn gone. The Dallas Cowboys now, if they do want a corner, as mentioned, only have Patrick Sertan to choose from if they want to sit with the 10th overall pick. What will happen? This is very exciting. We're all going to experience it together, as mentioned, and we're all going to react. All right. Whatever happens, we're all going to hold hands. We're going to hug in a social distance way, and we're going to embrace the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have a new player. Um, how are you feeling? Let's go with emojis. What emoji describes how you are feeling? Are you nauseous? Are you anxious? Are you calm? Are you cool? Are you collected? This is a very big decision, obviously, having a top 10 pick, potentially picking uh, a defensive player. We thought that maybe the Cowboys would take the first defensive player of the the draft that is not happening after all as jc horn went at eight overall to the carolina panthers remember that no nfl draft ever has seen the top 10 picks be all offensive players um so it is what it is we've got uh one note um that says uh let's see here i don't want to put on any op you know any wrong information until we know for sure uh watching the nfl network stream denver still has 39 seconds left uh mckay we've got uh blake sun feeling cool uh mckay feeling nauseous as mentioned um so we've got here Still no word on what the Denver Broncos are doing. The pick is in. The pick is in for the Denver Broncos, which means one thing, people. The pick is in, which means that the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Let's get excited. It is time. Who's it going to be? Who are the Broncos taking? Uh, come on, Twitter. Give us an answer. Give us an answer. Who are, who are the? If you're watching along, give us the answer if you've seen it. Who are the Denver Broncos taking? Uh, we've got Israel helping us out. The pick is in for Denver. Who are the Broncos taking? We need to know. Come on, Denver. Give us something legit. Um, let's let's go. Let's go, Denver. Maybe this could be Rashawn Slater. Uh, honestly, I mean, I really don't know. Um, but let's see. Twitter is slacking. I mean, goodness gracious, Twitter. When, when, you, when we need you most, Twitter, we're not getting you. You're not coming in clutch for us. Um, if this is Patrick Sertan, uh, this would be really, really, really terrifying, uh, honestly, for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, goodness. Uh, report the Denver Broncos with the ninth overall pick. Again, this is one report from Mike Kliss, who covers the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos have taken Alabama cornerback Patrick Sertan. Oh, my goodness. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not time to panic, uh, but um, 
not feeling great. It seems like Patrick Sertan is the pick, waiting on more confirmation, but that's as good of a source as you can get when it comes to the Denver Broncos. How are you feeling um, with the fact that Patrick Sertan is now gone? I do think that this is not ideal. We were all looking forward to the Dallas Cowboys potentially. Yep, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network tweeting, Patrick Sertan is gone to the Denver Broncos in our mock draft that we did on Tuesday here on the Blog and the Boys Network that we, you know, we did this all over YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. We saw both Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn go before the Dallas Cowboys picked. In that particular situation, um, we ended up taking Kyle Pitts because he somehow fell. That did not happen here. Uh, We have seen cornerbacks go back to back with the eighth and ninth overall picks what are we doing let's get some tweets out ourselves make sure you follow me on twitter make sure you uh, i'm rj ochoa make sure you follow blogging the boys on twitter we are blogging the boys this is all i mean this this is it doesn't get more real than this people all right i think the pick here uh is rashawn slater um i think that the pick is if if you want to sit it's Rashawn Slater, but lots of people saying trade back, trade back, get out. David Lucas uh, is the ambassador for this moment right now. You could totally trade back. Justin Fields is here. And when you look at it, Mac Jones is really the other quarterback outside of Justin Fields that's available at this moment for NFL teams that are hungry at the position. So there's really only one quarterback left. I mean, Justin Fields, certainly a fine uh, quarterback in his own right, uh, or Mac Jones is, but uh, it is it is Justin Fields that is really kind of what's left in a legitimate way. Todd Cook says absolutely Slater or trade back. Not this is it. All right, I mean smash the glass, get the comfort food. This is the nightmare scenario, people. We were not completely, you know, anticipating this. It seemed more logical than anything that one of the two corners would last to the 10th overall pick. A great choice, honestly, by the Denver Broncos, especially if they are in on Aaron Rodgers. They did trade for Teddy Bridgewater, as mentioned. Uh, Oh, my goodness. All right. Rashawn Slater or trade back? Let's go. Your votes. If you're watching on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube Live, what do you want to do? Shane on YouTube says, damn, I say we trade back. Um, I'm I'm 60-40. I think you you take – uh, I think you take Rashawn Slater. Um, again, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line really needs help, and we were certainly hoping that either he or uh, Panay Sewell would fall. I think you have to take Rashawn Slater if you're picking a player. That's the only way. That's the only way is if you're picking a player, you are taking Rashawn Slater. But you could trade back. New England sitting at 15. Chicago sitting at 20. Who wants a quarterback? Who wants Justin Fields? Who wants him? Who's going to get him? Who's going to come up and get Justin Fields? Uh, oh, my goodness. This is this is okay. All right, everybody. Nobody panic. All right, this is – this is um, Justin says trade back. Let's go with reasons why to trade back. If your team trade back, what's the reason? It is, is it simply because the corners are gone? You could trade back. You could still draft Newsom. Um, if you trade back far enough and you feel like rolling some dice, you could draft Caleb Farley. Um, I mean, man. Uh, this is tough. This this is a, a this is a uh, Kobayashi Maru. Shout out to Star Trek. Uh, Aaron Lowe says, "I say stay. We have enough draft picks. The Dallas Cowboys do have ten picks. I will say this: if the Cowboys pick right now and it is not Rashawn Slater, I'm going to be stunned as I'm watching NFL Network make Patrick Sertan's jersey for him, um, the the orange one that is the Denver Broncos. Um, look." Uh, Justin Coleman says, too many good offensive linemen. Let's get some more picks. The drop-off, not that bad. That's a great point. You could certainly move back and pick yourself up some more draft capital. Um, it, is, it is, look, the Dallas Cowboys need to be working the phones. Uh, Jay Arrowwood says, Parsons, I, again, this, it, this is already bad, all right, that both corners are gone. Um, 
if if this was the situation that saw the Cowboys trade uh, taking Micah Parsons, I think a lot of people would view it as a true and utter panic, kind of like what we're doing here right now. Uh, let's see. Adam Schefter just tweeted, Dallas is likely to trade out of 10. Oh, my goodness, everybody. Get ready to party. Adam Schefter said the Dallas Cowboys are likely to trade out of number 10. Uh, let's get uh, uh, the Dallas Morning News is Michael Gelkin tweeting the Cowboys are looking to trade back a few pick sources with the top cornerbacks off the board. Uh, I'm tweeting right now. We are live discussing all of this. Um, it is difficult to type and talk at the same time, but that is why they don't they do not pay me the big bucks. Um, it is uh, it's a, a, a trying time. What is happening? Uh, this is um, look, how far back do you want to go? Do you want to go to 15? Do you want to go to 20? Do you want to go beyond that? I think those are the ideal spots. The Dallas Cowboys war room. The Dallas Cowboys have traded the pick. Let's see. Let we the oh my goodness. Let's go. The Dallas Cowboys have traded the 10th overall pick to the Philadelphia Eagles of all team. What on earth is happening here? The Dallas Cowboys are now sitting at 12 overall. Remember, the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles did make a trade with one another last year in the fourth round, okay? The Dallas Cowboys moved up in the fourth round. They gave up their original fifth-round pick this year. They did get a compensatory pick out of that, uh, but, I mean, it's a fourth-round pick. I mean, you're talking about day three. You, I mean, wow, goodness gracious. I mean, the Cowboys did also once upon a time trade with the Eagles uh, when they landed Sean Lee, who retired this year. I cannot believe a, that the Dallas Cowboys traded out of it and pulled this off, but uh, that they traded with the Eagles of all team, uh, all teams. Goodness gracious, we were not prepared for this. Uh, we did a lot of legwork to, to prep for the live stream, and this is this is fun. This is, I mean, I mean, it's fun depending on how this goes here. Um, I, I look, let's let's kind of compartmentalize this. All right, um, we all said you got to trade back, right? You've got to, that was what we all said. Everybody here said you've got to trade back. Okay, cool. We've squared that the Cowboys needed to trade back, so they did that. So why are we about to be upset? Because it is um, the uh, oh my goodness. Let's see here. We have uh, a report from Adam Schefter. Dallas traded out of number ten to fill uh, with Philadelphia for its number one, which is twelve overall, and their third round pick. Holy crap, everybody. Let's go. I asked for emojis. Let's get the, the dancing emoji, the party emoji, the champagne emoji. The Dallas Cowboys moved back two spots. They moved back two spots and picked up a third round pick. The Dallas Cowboys now have three third round picks. The Dallas, this is a win. I mean, this this is a win, I think, with barring who the Philadelphia Eagles pick here. Uh, this is a especially uh, we've got a comment here. Let's see. They're flying in. Uh, where is this here uh, about Rashawn Slater? Uh, somebody said uh, maybe Rashawn Slater still last. Jimmy says that's a good trade. I like this trade for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, let's go ahead and get our graphic up here in case you're confused as far as what is happening. The Dallas Cowboys are now sitting at the 12th overall pick. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles moved up with them, leapfrogging the New York Giants. Both corners gone. So we know that the Cowboys and Eagles are not, uh, or rather we know that the Eagles themselves are not walking away with one of the cornerbacks. That was a fear of uh, of all of ours that maybe that, you know, Philadelphia would jump the Cowboys. But the Cowboys just picked up a top 100 pick to move back two spots. This is incredible work uh, by the Dallas Cowboys. And actually, you know, we were all panicked uh, that, you know, it was with the Eagles and 
this is the Cowboys pulled off a heist with the Philadelphia Eagles of all teams. The Eagles are stupid. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, uh, we've got a, 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 a manifestation here happening. I cannot pronounce his name on Periscope. I'm sorry. Saying that the Eagles are drafting Mac Jones. That would be funny. Israel says on YouTube, good trade in case Dallas wants to come back late in the first round thoughts. I agree with this 100%. The Dallas Cowboys uh, now by having, let's see here, the official terms, uh, reading Michael Gelkin's tweet here, the Cowboys add the Eagles third round pick, which is number 84 overall. So for moving back from 10 to 12, the Dallas Cowboys picked up the 84th overall pick. What are the Eagles doing? This is beyond dumb. Uh, I really cannot, you know, compartmentalize. The Dallas Cowboys now have 11 picks. All right. The Cowboys already had. 10 picks entering this round. They had four picks in the top 100. The Dallas Cowboys now have five picks. They have 5% of the top 100 picks in the 2021 NFL draft. This is, I mean, wow. Uh, we've got um, Watch It Smith, uh, Shedrick says. Uh, thanks, Howie. Mark, Mark says, I mean, honestly, this is, uh, oh my goodness. All right, everybody, we're in for a ride tonight. I mean, let's just, look, I've, I've got a root beer here. I'm going to take a sip. All right, I had to take a sip of this root beer. A and W for anybody who's wondering. Not a not a sponsor, but just you know, just want you to know what what's good. Um, Gil Brandt, the Hall of Famer, tweeting: Jerry has taken some injury risks in the past. Might be the plan here with Caleb Farley. What? Do not do that, um, Jerry Jones. Do not trade and then draft Caleb Farley. All right, that's not what we want to see. We do not want to see you draft Caleb Farley. We've got the details of the trade here. Again, the Dallas Cowboys picked up the 12th pick in the 2021 NFL draft for moving back to, or excuse me, they picked up the 12th pick and the 84th overall pick, all in exchange for moving back from 10 to 12. I would not like Caleb Farley for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, this is a great move if you do not take Caleb Farley, and it's a shame. I mean, we're all rooting for Caleb Farley and his story and for him to have success. Um, but I mean, that don't do that. Don't don't take the currency that you just built up here with this trade and fleecing your division rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and and roll the dice then. I mean, this this has to be a win. And I'm very fascinated to see who the Philadelphia Eagles pick. The pick is in for the Philadelphia Eagles. Devontae Smith, the newest member of the Philadelphia Eagles, the Alabama wide receiver. This is this is a win-win. I And I know that we don't want to say that the Eagles won here, but with Jalen Waddle gone to the Miami Dolphins, uh, it made sense that you know New York would be in on a receiver. I do a show every week with uh, with my co colleague that works at our Eagle side of SB Nation, uh, and he and I were talking about it this week. We had on our Giants colleague at Valentine, and he was saying that they wanted Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle to the New York Giants. And with Waddle gone, it made sense that Devontae Smith would be the next guy off the board, uh, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And so the Eagles clearly felt like they had to jump the Giants to make sure that they landed Devontae Smith. So ultimately. Ultimately, let's really spin this in a true, absolute, total, positive, optimistic way. Israel says he will be annoying to cover. Yes, I mean, it's it's not, you know, the most ideal situation in the world. But let's think about this. The Philadelphia Eagles did land a wide receiver. That's true, and that's fair. But they gave up a top 100 pick to do so to the Cowboys. So a really big net gain in that capacity. What's more is the Eagles uh, do not uh, have a quarterback. I mean, no disrespect to Jalen Hurts, but um, it's nice of them that they have a you know wide receiver, but they don't have a quarterback that can get him the ball effectively. The Dallas Cowboys have the best quarterback in the division. Now, that being said, the Cowboys, in giving this pick to the Eagles, like let's let's also reset this in saying that Entering tonight, 
it and really at this moment, it feels like the Eagles are the worst team in the division. Would you say that? The Philadelphia Eagles clearly the worst team in the division. And so them getting better is still not something that's going to damage your cause if you are the Dallas Cowboys. I think if you're the Cowboys in 2021 specifically, you need to be more worried about the New York Giants. And I know that that's you know, funny and I know that that's silly because Jason Garrett coordinates their offense. Uh, but if you were the Cowboys, you just helped out the Philadelphia Eagles, and that sucks, but you really burned the New York Giants, and that's an important thing to note here. And it seems like uh, the uh, uh, the Giants might be making a trade themselves. We'll see. We'll keep you updated here. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeting, Chicago is trading up from 20 to 11 with the New York Giants. Oh, my goodness, everybody. We're having ourselves a party here. This is so much fun. Who doesn't love the draft? Uh, this this is a huge win. This is a, a huge win for the Dallas Cowboys. Round of applause. Let's get our applause emojis going. The Cowboys, yes, they helped out the worst team in the division in the Philadelphia Eagles with no quarterback on their roster. But they ultimately sniped the New York Giants in the process, and now the Giants had to get out. The New York Giants absolutely could not. They got sniped the way the Cowboys did. The Cowboys lost both J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan to the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos, the teams that played in Super Bowl 50 against one another. A nice little coincidence there. Uh, um, so the Cowboys backed out, said, Eagles, take your guy. You're going to suck. Don't worry about it. Giants, haha. Sorry. And yes, the Giants did just sign Kenny Galladay, but adding Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle to that offense would have been, look, Daniel Jones is, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that this is like, you know, Daniel Jones is the guy you have to be afraid of in the NFC East, but there have been moments where Daniel Jones has looked solid. Um, and so that being said, I mean, this you, you kept their offense from getting better, and that's a really good move. That's a you know for for a team in the Dallas Cowboys that did not get defensive help, um, they they made a really great defensive move in hurting the New York Giants, which is a, a larger competitor to them here, here in the NFC East in 2021. Um, so all that being said, as the Eagles again drafted Devontae Smith, with the Giants having to trade out with the Chicago Bears, who are likely coming up for quarterback Justin Fields. We talked, again, if you've been watching along for the last 20 or so minutes, um, we've been saying how, you know, we said the moment the Cowboys were on the clock and both J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan were gone, we said take Rashawn Slater or trade back. And guess what? They might have just pulled off both of them because if the Chicago Bears do take Justin Fields, which would be awesome, by the way, I think it would be a lot of fun to watch Justin Fields in Chicago. I mean, think about it. The Cowboys got the player they wanted. And, and so... Ultimately, let's let's kind of lay this out as you look at our graphic here. If you're joining us live, welcome. My name is RJ Ochoa, the manager, editor-in-chief over at bloggingtheboys.com. We'll be here through the duration of the Cowboys pick at the very least. Maybe we'll hang out a little bit while longer for the New York Giants pick as well. Uh, at 20 overall, who knows? Connor Livesy, one of our draft analysts, will join us. Uh, but, I mean, let's, let's think about this. One of the teams in the NFC East, whether the New York Giants or or the Philadelphia Eagles were going to walk away with Devontae Smith. That was going to happen, right? And so if you are a Cowboys fan, let, let's answer this question. If you're a Cowboys fan, who would you have rather had uh, Devontae Smith? The Philadelphia Eagles, who ultimately walked away with him, and we're talking about starting today in 2021, or the New York Giants. Which team would you have rather walked away with the reigning Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver? I think the answer is clearly the Philadelphia Eagles because, again, they're further away offensively. They don't have the supporting cast that New York has. Obviously, New York has a lot to go with Devontae Smith if they had ultimately landed him. So if you're the Cowboys, you ultimately put Devontae Smith. You knew he had to go to one of these two NFC East teams because the, uh, the Giants and Eagles were both directly behind the Cowboys. So what you did is you chose. Let's see here. We've got Todd Cook says the Eagles. Everybody who's watching says the 
the Eagles. The Cowboys effectively chose what direction they wanted Devontae Smith to fall in. In the process of that, they knocked the Giants back. By the way, this is Dave Gettleman's first trade down ever in the first round, New York Giants general manager Dave Gettleman. And so in the process, you move them out. So who knows who the Giants ultimately walk away with. And if you're the Cowboys, you still are probably going to walk away with the player that you ultimately wanted. Let's see. We've got trade terms in for the Giants trade back. So the Giants get uh, for number 11, number 20 from the Chicago Bears. They did get next year's first round pick and they got this uh, this year's fifth round pick from the Bears and Chicago's fourth round pick next year. So again, if you're uh, if you're watching, let's kind of get this a little bit. You know, we'll try to organize all these thoughts for you here. The New York Giants have traded out of the 11th overall pick with the Chicago Bears. The pick is in. They have taken quarterback Justin Fields. T's and P's, Andy Dalton, we love you. Hope all is well. You just got Mike Glennon. And in exchange for the pick, uh, <laughs> the New York Giants received the 20th overall pick. So they moved back nine spots. The Cowboys only had to move back two spots. Um, I agree with Jimmy. He says the Giants did well in that trade. The Giants moving back nine spots from 11 to 20. They pick up next year's first round pick from Chicago. Keep in mind that the Eagles already have Miami's first round pick next year and potentially Indianapolis's first round pick next year if Carson Wentz meets the qualifiers. So we're talking potentially about Philadelphia having three first round picks next year. And we know for sure that New York has two first round picks next year. So there's a lot of change coming to the NFC East over the course of a couple of years. And we'll always keep you updated on it at blogandtheboys.com. But so the Giants pick up 20. They pick up next year's one. They pick up this year's five and they pick up next year's four from Chicago. That's a really expensive price to pay. But considering Justin Fields was the last quarterback standing, um, man, that's um, that's tough. Uh, let's see here. We've got um, We've got our full screen graphic up here with, uh, let's see, we don't have Justin Fields up here yet, uh, but uh, man alive. So now the Dallas Cowboys are or should be on the clock. Um, we've got, um, let's see here. Let's see. Okay. We've got this going now We're this is all live, baby. We're, we're not hiding anything from you. This is all live. This is where things stand. The Dallas Cowboys now on the clock. Once again, so the first round very quickly from one through 11, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance was who San Francisco took. Kyle Pitts went number four overall to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Jamar Chase went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Jalen Waddle to the Miami Dolphins. Panay Sewell went to the Detroit Lions. And then the run on cornerbacks that set all of this in motion. Uh, J.C. Horn to the Carolina Panthers. Patrick Sertan to the Denver Broncos. The Cowboys traded out of 10 with the Philadelphia Eagles and now sit at 12. They are on the clock. Uh, very excited times, obviously, as the Cowboys are going to make a pick, we imagine, soon enough. Unless they trade back again, uh, I would be very surprised to see that myself. But so Patrick Sutan to Denver, Devontae Smith went to the Eagles with the pick that originally belonged to the Dallas Cowboys, and Chicago traded up with the New York Giants to take um, quarterback Justin Fields out of the Ohio State University. So Rashawn Slater, still on the board. Still on the board, all right? But um, so is Micah Parsons and, uh, Matt Skeen says Micah Parsons. They didn't get the best two cornerbacks. So I'm already insanely bummed. Yes. The Dallas Cowboys missed out on defensive help. I would not like that pick for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I, I would not, uh, be pumped. Michael Gelkin of the Dallas morning news tweeting, watch for Penn state linebacker, Micah Parsons here to the Cowboys at number 12 overall. Okay. All right. My, it seems like this is possible people, uh, as we're, we're doing a lot of things to kind of stay, uh, you know, stay up to date and everything. Micah Parsons could be the pick for the Dallas Cowboys. How are you feeling? What are your thoughts, uh, about the fact 
that Micah Parsons might be the player the Cowboys traded back with. Micah Parsons has had some character issues. Uh, people have not been exactly pumped about him. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Micah Parsons very publicly said that he wanted to stay in the blue and white. Uh, obviously, a Penn State linebacker. The Cowboys just lost a Penn State linebacker in Sean Lee. Um, I mean, I um, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see how you're feeling if you're watching this live. How are you feeling about the idea of the Dallas Cowboys potentially taking Penn State linebacker? Micah Parsons, especially over Rashawn Slater. Um, that's the part that I think gets everybody is this, you know, man, um, goodness gracious. Uh, things are getting very interesting here uh, in the middle still of the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. The Dallas Cowboys now on the clock. Uh, lots of things going on here as uh, we do a billion things at once to keep you updated as we always do at bloggingtheboys.com. Uh, Micah Parsons is maybe the pick uh, or Rashawn Slater. I mean, if, if it were me, that's what I would do. I would take Rashawn Slater if I was the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but they, a lot of people want to see the team get defensive help. And linebacker is a position of need. If we're being totally honest with ourselves. Um, I mean, I don't know what to tell you here because this, this really tells us a lot about the Cowboys in terms of what or, or how they view their roster. Let's see. Jay says, I like Parsons 100% better than taking Slater. Hope Farley can follow to us in the second round. Uh, Todd Cook, an off-the-ball linebacker at 12. Uh, no, LOL. Um, I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> um, ben says he's a beast, probably not a good fit scheme-wise. The Dallas Cowboys have not been great at drafting linebackers, as we all know. Um, the deadline for them to pick up uh, Leighton Van Der Esch's fifth-year option is next week. They've kind of danced around that idea, talked about how they might, they might not, or whatever. Um, I don't think they're going to, and that was just two years ago. Um, let's see here. Uh, we're, we're doing a lot of things at once, so... Uh, wow. Um, this is a, this is a lot to process, honestly. Um, let's see. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, Joe says Parsons or J. Okay. Braden says Slater. Um, we've got Dallas Wells says another trade with new England. We'll see if the Cowboys are able to trade back. Um, that would be fun if they made it, but there's no quarterback to come up and get. That's the point here is there's no quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys to come up to get. Remember the Dallas Cowboys on the clock right now. Who do you want them to take? It really does seem like a friend of the show, Bobby Belt from NFL Network tweeted, sounds like the Cowboys are taking Micah Parsons here. Prepare yourselves. Uh, let's see here. We're getting our Instagram post ready for you guys. After a trade from uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, <laughs> this is, um, uh, goodness gracious. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Um, Micah Parsons seems like it could be. Uh, Jerry Jones is on the phone. The Cowboys are picking, so get yourselves ready. Uh, there is a pick coming in for the Dallas Cowboys, and it does. Twitter is making it seem like it's going to be Micah Parsons. Again, Rashawn Slater still on the board. Um, you could go that direction if you wanted to, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, but um, it seems like they don't want to, obviously. Uh, goodness. Um, Man, um, hooey. Um, it's, it's, nope, we've got Jerry. If you're watching NFL Network, Jerry Jones is on the phone. Um, so the Cowboys are making a pick. Call it, call it. Who's it going to be? If you're watching live with us, who is the pick going to be for the Dallas Cowboys right now? Is it going to be Micah Parsons? Is it going to be Rashawn Slater? It is going to be one of these players. The time for you to guess is now Micah Parsons. 
or Rashawn Slater. Bryce Butler, friend of the show, tweeting, do us right. Jerry, who is it going to be? Um, the Dallas Cowboys. Let's see here. We've got ourselves ready. I'm jumping all over the place on uh, on the internet here. The pick is in, and let's get excited. With the 12th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys have selected Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. What are your thoughts? We want to hear them. Penn State linebacker uh, Micah Parsons is the pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, goodness gracious, what is going on here? A lot to think about here. A lot to really uh, process for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, uh, now have a new linebacker on their team. Look, let's let's take a look at who Micah Parsons is as I fire off. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you'll see our post right now. I'm just reading this caption out to you. I'm just showing you how the sausage is made, so I know it's a complete sentence. After a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles for the 12th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys have selected Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. If you follow us on Twitter or, fa or Facebook or Instagram, I should say, that uh, graphic is now out. All right, let's go. Micah Parsons is the pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, what do we think? What do we think overall? Again, he grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He's a full Pennsylvania guy through and through. Damon Rojo has a, uh, we won't use that comment on the stream, Damon. Let's be cool. I know you blurred, blurted some things out. Uh, Jimmy says, I guess LV is not doing well. Parsons is a stud, though. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, I'm going to guess that uh, Lee Vandresh's fifth-year option is not going to get picked up. Uh, okay, played defensive end in high school, if you're watching along with us, uh, but switched to linebacker when he started playing for Penn State. He did not play last season. He has been training specifically all season, all last season long, all college football season long, for the 2021 NFL Draft, for the NFL. Only a one-year starter at Penn State University, but finished his career, if you're watching, with 192 tackles, six and a half sacks, and six forced Fumbles. Um, Johnny Boy is upset, says WTF, the dude set an entire year and we pass up an instant starter in Slater. Um, look, all right, I know you might be upset. And there's some people that really like Micah Parsons. It is a very, um, you know, very interesting pick. Jay Arrowwood with an interesting tweet here, inter or interesting Facebook comment here. Uh, Parsons is pre-injury Jalen Smith. A lot to like about Micah Parsons. Um, Press Ham says we needed the help, and I agree with that. Let's take a look here as uh, as we sit at the depth for the Dallas Cowboys at the linebacker position. Uh, let's see here. Linebackers, 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 linebackers. Where are you, linebackers? I finally have found you. All right, Dallas Cowboys linebacker situation. These are alphabetical, so nobody freak out. Francis Bernard, Luke Gifford, Azur Kamara, Keanu Neal. Now, remember, a weak side linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Smith, um, and Leighton Vanderesh. So not a lot there, right? Not not a lot to really be completely, you know, at peace with. Um, let's see here. We've got a tweet from Adam Schefter as all this is going on. By the way, the Twitter timeline is just bumping. Cowboys take Michael Parsons, who the team was interested in taking at number 10. And that's, that's the important thing here. If the Cowboys were truly in on taking Micah Parsons at 10 overall, this was the right way to do it. And if you're watching NFL Network, Micah Parsons dressed for the occasion, wearing an all-Navy suit jacket, looks fresh, looks good, looking sharp. I think, if I saw that correctly, even has a Navy watch band. Um, so, um, okay, well, all right, cool. Um, again, 
if this is who the Dallas Cowboys wanted to take with the 10th overall pick, good on them for picking up some capital in the process. You do not want to overdraft. The Cowboys saw the board wiped out in terms of J.C. Horn, in terms of Patrick Sertan. They moved out. Micah Parsons is hugging Roger Goodell. That was a big deal. The Commissioner Goodell is fully vaccinated and can do it. Um, so Jared Wall says, I'm stoked. This will upgrade our run defense for sure. Um, I agree. Now, Jason uh, has the comment that I think identifies with a lot of people. Um, goodness, uh, saw a comment here. I want to make sure this isn't, uh, um, okay, no, we're good here. But, um, Jason says, I mean, he looks good. It looks great, but I liked Slater. And that's where everyone's going to kind of compare this, um, is that this, this is, this was an opportunity for the Cowboys to take Rashawn Slater. And so I think that we can read a lot into this particular pick in a number of different directions. Um, they clearly don't feel great about the situation at linebacker that they currently have, right? The Cowboys clearly don't feel awesome about Leighton Van Der Esch. They clearly don't feel awesome about Jalen Smith and they can move on from Jalen Smith next year. I mean, they really could. And, and, and maybe they, maybe they pick up Leighton Van Der Esch's, you know, fifth year option um, and, and move on from Jalen Smith. Uh, we've got Jim. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Jamonte Jefferson says he runs at four thirty nine forty. 40. Look, they clearly are not thrilled with the situation at linebacker. And if you're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter right now, you can see the state of the Dallas Cowboys linebacker position. Um, Micah Parsons, somebody who can blitz the quarterback, somebody who's really, you know, athletic, somebody who can do a lot of different things. And so, yeah, I, I will say I'm not pumped about spending another top pick at the linebacker position. The Cowboys have shown that they are historically not very good at this. All right. The Cowboys obviously drafted Jalen Smith with a 34th overall pick. They drafted like in Vanderish with the 19th overall pick. Uh, that was just three years ago. And so they are not great at this, but, um, Clearly, the Dallas Cowboys feel like they need to make a change at the linebacker position. Maybe this is led by Dan Quinn. And I think I don't want to, you know, we're going to get back to Michael Parsons in a second, the state of the linebacker position as a whole. But what this also says, and maybe you think this is fool's gold, but what this also says is that the Dallas Cowboys must feel somewhat optimistic about the health of both Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, right? Because if, and and th this was kind of an interesting, um, it wasn't quite Schrodinger's cat, but like an interesting social experiment in a number of different ways. Saquon Barkley, by the way, seeing this on Twitter uh, or on, on the NFL Network feed, uh, tweeting congratulations to Micah Parsons. Um, again, the, uh, the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys with the 12th overall pick. Um, so look, the Cowboys, again, clearly don't feel like, <laughs> like, um, like, like Tyron, I'm just getting my thoughts together here. Um, the, uh, they clearly feel somewhat confident in Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. Um, and if they feel that way, however warranted, however justified, um, then maybe, you know, this was the better pick. Israel says, RJ, if it doesn't start, this is a total waste of a pick. Um, that's fair. That's fair to say. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely fair to say that this um, was not a great decision if that is the case. Um, let's take a look at the Cowboys draft class overall here. Um, and we're only one pick in, but um, let's see here. We've got this for you right now. Lots of stuff happening. The 12th overall pick and the Dallas Cowboys. Now you're looking at their full draft total haul. The Cowboys have two or three third round picks. The Cowboys just used the 12th overall pick on linebacker Micah Parsons. Frank Steckler says not feeling this pick. And I get it, Frank. I get it if you really feel that way. Uh, but Jamonte with a great point. Jalen and Vanderish are talented, but they're a bit stiff and not so quick. And look, 
I'm not thrilled, and I can't hear what Michael Parsons is saying right now on NFL Network because I love you so much, and I'm here with you. Um, however, um, I'm not thrilled with the state of the linebacker position for the Dallas Cowboys, and you likely aren't either, right? Um, and so while that's fair that you're not thrilled, um, I mean, we don't want to see the Dallas Cowboys just – just sit on it, right? Let's take a look at Micah Parsons. Um, if you're watching us, maybe this might be something you want to screenshot so you can feel a little bit better about it. You can tell somebody in your family or whatever. Um, but Micah Parsons, by the numbers, a really athletic player. A really, really, really athletic player. I mean, a 34 vertical jump. Again, the 436 40-yard dash. Um, there's there's a lot to like about him in this particular capacity, right? Uh, that Micah Parsons is somebody who is very, very, very athletic. Um, the Joel H says best position available at or best player available, excuse me, at a position of need and add a third. You can make the argument for Rashawn Slater, certainly. But uh, see, Lonnie says, and I think a lot of people feel this way, this hurts, but happy we didn't go off. And so many people have been saying, we want to see the Cowboys address defense, want to see them address defense, want to see them address defense. And I have found it curious how much the Cowboys have vocalized Dan Quinn's importance. They have said that at every passing chance they've had, they haven't spoken a lot, obviously, since hiring Dan Quinn, but they did have their pre-draft press conference this past Tuesday. And so it was very clear that the Dallas Cowboys wanted to help out their defense. As Alan says, they need defensive players. And the point I was getting at, my brain is all scrambled. We're juggling a lot of things here, all right? And we're doing it again because we love you. Um, the Cowboys linebacker position in the state of it is not something to be overly thrilled with, right? We agree with that. And Anthony says, this is not the pick I wanted, but it's the pick we have. We needed help at linebacker. He'll work. He's legit. And again, what I think about this is ultimately um, that you shouldn't, if you're the Cowboys, you shouldn't just sit with Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith because you're stuck, right? You, sh you shouldn't just sit there and feel like, well, we can't take Micah Parsons because we've invested at this position so many times. Jalen, again, 34th overall pick in 2016. Layton was the 19th overall pick in 2019. Um, so we, you know, we're just going to pass because, you know, we have guys at the position. And ultimately, in that sense, if they really liked Micah Parsons, and a lot of people don't, but the Dallas Cowboys clearly did. And if they really do, they picked up a third round pick for him. And the, the most devastating news here, honestly, is that they are starting to move on from Jalen Smith and Leighton Vandrish, which is something that a lot of people wanted to see anyway. Um, let's see here. We're working on getting our draft analyst, Connor Livesey, uh, on board with us uh, here. Connor will have some thoughts, as I'm sure. Um, let's see here. Let me get Connor the link to join us. Um, he, uh, this is – Connor will have some thoughts. Uh, let's see. Let me let Connor know. Um, All right, so Connor is on his way. And again, he is going to have some thoughts when it comes to this pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons, again, the 12th overall pick. Uh, Todd Cook just says, we replaced LVE or Jalen. And again, that's the thing here is the Cowboys clearly were out on Jalen Smith and Leighton Vandrish. And they clearly, whether fairly or unfairly, believe at least in 2021 specifically, granted a season that added a 17th game in the regular season, but they clearly believe in Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins as viable options. And 
there's fair reason to believe that. Um, David Lucas says they'll move back into the first for a corner or a safety. And look, the Cowboys now have three third round picks. And if they jump back up, that is something to be excited about. Um, and they have the ammunition to do that. The Cowboys still have 10 picks. The Cowboys still have a second round pick and they still obviously have three third round picks before the fourth round even begins waiting on Connor lives. to join us by the way. Um, let's see here. Um, look, I get it. I was not pumped about this. This, this was, you know, if I had power ranked, you know, my ideal options for the Cowboys, um, this would have been one of the, uh, one of the lower ones. Uh, Christopher Lopez says no complaints. Ab- Abdul uh, Basir Wadud, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, says might be the best linebacker core. I don't know if you're talking about the Cowboys, but if you are, I definitely disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I just um, let's see here. Let's get let's make sure Connor has the link here. He might need it in a Twitter DM. Um, it is it has been an interesting what thirty minutes that we've been on uh, here. This has been. Um, certainly something that not everybody expected, um, especially the trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, we've got, uh, we're working on getting Connor here again. Uh, Alex says, uh, sounds like we have the capital for a solid swing tackle slash guard type. And here's the thing. This offensive line class is deeper. If you want, if you want just viable bodies and Rashawn Slater now has gone to the Los Angeles chargers, by the way, uh, Connor is on the way. I see that here. So Connor will be here soon. Let's take a look. Let's get the full draft class on the board here in just a moment. Uh, but Micah Parsons again, I w- actually, I want to get the Cowboys ammunition up here on the board one more time. So you can see this because let's take a look at their, let's see, let's get Connor here. I'm gonna need some headphones for this. Hope Connor is ready to join us because Connor, the comment section, has had some thoughts, and we are very excited to get yours on the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Connor, how goes it? It's going. Uh, hope you're doing well, Connor. Um, give us your first initial reaction uh, to the player, to the player that is Micah Parsons, the newest member again of the Dallas Cowboys. It is the player is the definition of boomer bust for me. And I think that's was mentioned on the broadcast. Like the talent is there, but when you watch the tape at Penn state, he never was fully able to put it all together. And then when you compound that with all the off the field questions and concerns, it's just not a player you take in the top. You know, I know, I know it was 12, but they were going to take him at 10 if they didn't move back. So and that's the other thing is like what I want everybody to understand is they were going to take Michael Parsons at 10 if they didn't move back to 12. So, so right. you got to credit them for picking up that third round pick because they took the, they got a third round pick and they picked the same player at 12. They were going to take it 10. It's just not a top 10 player, you know, that you take in the top 10. So I agree with that. Um, and they didn't take him in the top 10. They took him at 12 to be fair. Right. Um, and so what was, what was the, what was the moment that set this off kind of the chain, reaction moment that the trigger was it was it Patrick Sertan going to Denver or was it JC Horn going to Carolina a lot of people had been mocking um obviously JC Horn to Carolina even Patrick Sertan to Carolina I think a lot of us thought I know I wrote something about this at the time um that with Denver signing Kyle Fuller they wouldn't be on a corner but maybe maybe trading for Teddy Bridgewater or the hope of Aaron Rodgers presents a potential opportunity for them to land a different quarterback um would you say it was Sertan to Denver um, yeah, I'd say so. Cause you thought that there was a really good chance they would, they would go Parsons or they would go fields or, or Jones. Like, like I know they have drew lock. I know they just traded for the quarterback, but like if Teddy Bridgewater and drew lock are keeping you out of, you know, 
Justin Fields for five years, then I don't know what you're, you're, you're doing. So they obviously have a lot of confidence in those two guys. And then I thought that Denver was a team that would really target Parsons too, because they have a needed linebacker. So yeah, to, to answer your question, it was Sertan because at that point I just, I didn't, I didn't get the vibe that they were ever like in love with Rashawn Slater. Like I think if, if it was Penny Sewell, I think that would have been an option and they would have just taken that at 10, but they just never seemed to, to really give the, we love Rashawn Slater. We feel like he can come in and be an impact player. Um, but yeah. Connor, you uh, released a draft guide earlier this week. It's still available five bucks. You can find the information on Connor's Twitter at Connor NFL draft. Um, where is Micah Parsons for you? He's your what overall ranked player. Jeffrey Woods chimes in on Facebook, says you guys are crazy if you don't like this pick. Uh, Micah Parsons is what for you? He was my 24th ranked overall player, my second ranked linebacker, and he had a second. He was my second second round grade. Okay, so not exactly a vote of confidence there. I do agree with you, though, and this is what we were talking about before you showed up, that if if their heart was truly set on Micah Parsons for whatever reason, they did it in the the most excellent way possible um and i think some people will nitpick and say that they should have traded out with chicago if chicago was willing to give up that much uh because to your point if, if parsons really is this lowly valued linebacker lowly rated linebacker whatever um you could have potentially gotten him at 20 overall who knows if that would have been the case um but what, what i mentioned in the moment is it was clear it was undeniable that Devonte smith was going to go to one division rival and yeah. if you're if you want him on one of them this season you want it to be the Eagles and certainly for the foreseeable future because they're much further away than New York is. And so you, you help that out, right? Like you, you, you play defense already and you didn't walk away with Rashawn Slater. But the other thing here that I think is important to note is they must clearly feel more confident and more optimistic, which might not necessarily be difficult to do given what I'm about to finish this up with um, in Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins than they do in Leighton Vanderish and Jalen Smith. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that definitely expresses their voting confidence in them. Um, I was just looking. Sorry, the Jets just traded up, so I was trying to see what what they're doing. <laughs> the, the, Jets have, the Jets have traded a fourteen overall. We're having to do a lot of work on the fly. Don't worry, Connor. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, but, but no, I, I think that that question is is important because I think it's telling if they didn't feel good about Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins and Connor McGovern and Connor Williams, like they're taking Rashawn's later, I'm sure, but I'm, I'm sure they're seeing those guys work out going there. You know, we feel like they're going to stay healthy. We feel like they can, uh, we feel like they can, you know, come in and, and, you know, stay healthy, play. They might not play 16 games, but if Tyron Smith gives us his normal 13, 14 games a year, we feel good about our chances to, you know, win the division, go into the playoffs and, and, and play. It's just, you know, I, I'm reading a lot of the comments, like, of course, Cowboys fans are very optimistic and they're at times very, they put their blinders on and that that's like, it's awesome to be optimistic about your team, but there's a few things you can't deny. The things you can't deny is he had a ton of off the field issues. Like if you don't know about his off the field explain issues, those, explain those for us. So he, there's a sexual assault thing at Penn state where he apparently sexually assaulted one of his teammates that was dismissed from Penn state. There's a, uh, a report of him choking out a teammate um, in a hazing scandal so bad that the teammate had to pull a knife on him to get him off and that there was like just about a stabbing to happen. Um, there's maturity questions, whether he can people I, like one of the things I heard is like, can he behave himself when he becomes a billionaire? 
Can he stay? It's kind of like the Ezekiel Elliott thing. Like when Ezekiel Elliott was in that trouble and then the DJ thing happened and he was going to Cabo and like there was consistent partying. Like people think that that's something that can happen with Parsons too, because of the maturity, the ability to be a professional on and off the field. And then when you add in the sexual assault stuff at Penn state, which doesn't sit well with Penn state because of the background Penn state has, and then the knife scandal with the hazing, it just, it doesn't bode well. Like, I think there was a lot of teams who didn't even have them on the draft board because when you compound all those things, it makes it for either a guy you're not taking in the first round at all or a guy that you would just completely have off your board. So all that is, I think every Cowboys fan listening is worried about this, obviously, rightly so. Um, by the way, the the tr- terms of the Jets trader in New York receives the 14th overall pick and uh, Minnesota's fourth round pick. Minnesota receives the 23rd overall pick. Um, They're and, coming up for and, Mary Tucker, and, I feel like, and, and two third round picks. So they get two, uh, two of New York's third round picks um, to fall back seven or nine spots. Excuse me. Um, so I I do think that. Well, so let's let's address the character issues first. Very fair, very very fair, very big red flags. Something I have said a lot on on our site, on our podcast, and our, our videos and things has been that I really do trust Dan Quinn to mold the character of this team. That's that's that was a really sort of big hallmark quality of his in Atlanta. You can talk about obviously about the results there, but something I really remember um, was there, there was this like NFL Network special on them after they lost the Super Bowl um, about how he had all the Falcons players do this like military training. I don't know if you ever saw that or, or read about that. Um, but it's it's clear that he focuses on developing a brotherhood and all the other football jargon. And so clearly Dan Quinn feels confident in this. And I do feel like that's a vote of confidence or that people can kind of rely on. I know you're not as, as inclined to buy that kind of stuff, but I think that that's somewhat fair in a vacuum. Yeah, I mean, I would just say like what happened with Tack McKinley then. <laughs> Because that was a similar thing. Like they drafted him around the same spot a few years ago. He got there. People were like, you know, and again, like it wasn't that he had maturity concerns. It was just like the whole thing happened on draft night. There was some like, there was some like subtle things of like, oh, can he put it all together? Like, will he stay focused enough to like put it all together? And he got there and, you know, two years in his career, he's trying to get traded. You know, it was just a mess with him. So I don't know. (laughs) The the Jets did pick. The Jets did take Elijah Vera Tucker, Tucker, so you yeah. um, you got that call. Um, okay, I and I saw John Owning just tweeted this right now, a friend of ours. Uh, I remember so four years ago when the Cowboys took Taco Charlton, it was a really rough day. Right, the next day was really rough. It's not uh, that. But it's not that. No, I, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, the moment they took Chidobe Wuze, uh, I remember seeing a tweet from Dave Hellman, and he said, right. "Okay, this this makes it better, right? Like this this makes it better that that you got." Cheeto on top of Taco. Um, Micah and a third is far more digestible, um, I think. And and like if if they had taken him at 10, it's a whole different thing. But they took him at 12, they kept Devontae Smith away from the New York Giants. And so again, not not like I'm not at all intimating that the Cowboys are playing chess when everybody's playing checker, uh, checkers, but I mean that that is, I don't know, like that's it's they they did this in the best possible way i think yeah i mean like i said like it's not the taco thing because for taco he was a he was a late third round player for me and they took him at 27 so that was just you know just absolutely brutal um but what i mean again like parsons was my second graded second round grade 
So while you don't want to pick that guy at 12, like it's not like you're jumping 30, 40 picks to take a guy. It was 13 or 14. Um, and, and again, like I said, like he's got the ability to make an impact. He just has a lot of things to, to improve on. He's not a great coverage skills. Um, he's not, you know, he's not a guy who like instinctively reads things. He's more of an athlete than a football player. And that's one of the first things um, I kind of put in his thing is right now he's more of an athlete than a football player. And he is a freak athlete. He's a four, three guy. He's 250 pounds. Like he's long, he's explosive. Um, it's just, it goes back to, you know, can you play, you know, like he's the opposite of Nick Bolton for Nick Bolton. For me, he's an instinctive football player that reads things. He reacts to things. He can cover like he's smart. He's intelligent. Michael Parsons isn't those things, but he has the athleticism size and length that Nick Bolton doesn't. So you mentioned how athletic, how athletic he is. What, what, what is his, his absolute most redeeming quality athletically? I mean, I just think you look at the sideline to sideline speed and the explosiveness. Um, you know, he's a four, three, six, 40 yard, you know, guy. And I talked to a lot of people who had seen him and had been watching him and train and said that he had been running in the high four, two nines at times. So like, Patriots just took Mac Jones, by the way, that was coming, but, but yeah, I mean, I think you just like, you see a guy with these elite athletic and size traits and you go, can we get that out of him? And it was very similar to what happened with Leighton Vanderesh a few years ago, a guy who was a great athlete, big, long, phys- you know, not fit. Phys- Leighton Vanderesh wasn't phys- physical at all. Mac- Michael Parsons is physical, but it's a dude who can run. He's long. He's got this, you know, perfect built up linebacker frame. Can we pull it out of him to where he can be an impact player? And the Cowboys haven't really gotten that with Leighton Vanderesh yet because he didn't have the instinctual play at linebacker to read things, react to things, keep himself clean from blockers. And those are kind of similar concerns I have with Parsons. The only difference is, is he's a much better athlete. He's got much better size and he plays with a lot more physicality than Leighton Vander Esch, what makes me feel better about the this pick than when they picked LVE a while ago. Um, okay, so these comments fast, are so crazy. Let's Let's fast forward a year from now. Where does Micah Parsons stand on the Cowboys roster? And I think that that's an important question because the state of the linebacker group is not good. I mean, you know that you know just as well as I do. This is right. a team that is is really, really, really struggling there. And when when we we've been live for a while now, and when the Cowboys got sniped directly in front of them by by losing both corners, I I do think that they adjusted well, especially if if that was their plan, as we've as we've said several times. Um, there is also a thought, like all the the all of Parsons' qualities aside, positive or negative, there is a thought that okay, um, you just took a linebacker in the first round at 19 overall three years ago. Two years before that, you took a linebacker with the 34th overall pick, and there is a thought like you've you've devoted so much, you have so many sunk costs at the linebacker position, but we, we've seen that be such a problem, right? And so, in a sense, I do. I do applaud is a heavy way, a heavy term, but I do mildly commend them for not being willing to just ride it out with Leighton and Jalen. And honestly, is this not the most direct, you know, message they've given to Jalen that his time is running up with the Cowboys? Leighton too, for that matter. Yeah, I think I think it's both of them. Um, because I think, you know, as much as we kind of mock the we'll see what happens after the draft with Leighton Vanderesh's fifth year option, I think this tells you exactly probably what the what direction they're gonna go. Um 
And again, it, it sounds like they're probably going to let that play out, which they should. Like the bad thing to do as a team builder is to then extend guaranteed money to Leighton Vanderesh, who hasn't been able to stay on the field. And when he has, he hasn't been very good. So, um, and again, like as much as I don't love the Micah Parsons pick, there's a really, really, really good chance that Micah Parsons could be your best linebacker in 2021. Now that's not saying that he's, going to be you know super good it's just saying that he might not be he might stay healthy and he might stay you know above average and if you're healthy and above average you're this team's best linebacker that's i mean so had the cowboys made a def- i know you had i know you had parsons rank lower than a lot of people but let's go consensus board like general draft twitter board had the cowboys gone anywhere else that wasn't rashawn slater if not for micah parsons what would have been a better pick or what would have been another pick, another another viable pick? I mean, who the guy – I mean, you said so not Slater. I mean, right. if they were – I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker is a – But that's that's in the same family as, okay. as the idea right. of Rashawn Slater. You so, know what I'm saying? Well, like, I mean, for me, it would have been – you'd have been then looking at a guy like Greg Newsom who had a one-two for me, um, you know, on my board. You'd have been looking at – You'd have been looking at guys like Trayvon Morig, who had a one-two for me, which again, like I didn't expect them to draft a, a safety. Um, oh, sorry, I actually had a second round grade on Morig too. So same, same gist. It's just the sa- that safety position is a little bit more valuable to me than the linebacker position, except when you know Micah Parsons is coming in as the third linebacker. Um, and then for me, like Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher out of Miami, who he has more injury concerns. Um, so you know some of the same like reasons he's not he's not going to get drafted high is because people are worried about his concussions but Jalen Phillips um Aziz Ojolare like those are guys who I you know I think should have been in play I know he just got flagged for a knee injury um and his and his you know is negative I'm kind of being uh you know on the pick I'm glad they took Parsons over a guy like Quiddy Pay because that was what I in the back of my mind I was like, man, did Dan, Daniel Jeremiah have you know have it right a few weeks ago and he mocked them to him at ten. So I'm glad they didn't go that direction. Um, but I just think they could have went you know Greg Newsom. They could have went Caleb even Caleb Farley. Like if his medicals checked out, Caleb Farley would have made a ton of sense there too. But they didn't check out, and that's an oh, important thing. And so we don't like know but, that for Dallas. Okay, we don't know that, <laughs> but like <laughs> he. If there's a, I'm, I want to be careful here. If there's a red flag, because Micah Parsons has has these character issues that the NFL has talked about for a long time right. now. But if there is a red flag in this moment that you that is is causing you extreme hesitation, um, I think Caleb Farley is at the very top of that list. Is that fair to say? Say that one more time. Is Caleb Farley not at the very top of the do not touch list for like, you know, reasons in terms of not potentially being available to you? And so in that sense, my point here is, I mean, we talked about this several times in all the mocks that we did, that maybe the Cowboys could trade back. Like we talked about, although we talked about moving to 50, moving to 20, and we said if both the corners are gone, would, would, would you like the Caleb Farley pick if they did that? And granted, a lot of that, you know, information has changed just over the course of this last week and the run up to the draft specifically. So all of that being said, I, I think that this is a better pick than that in a vacuum in that, you know, what, what did we hear Jerry say in the pre-draft press conference? That, that medical was a big shortcoming for them. And so it is clear that they wanted high floors. They, they, it is clear that they wanted athletes. What did Mike McCarthy say that you talked about in our live stream on Tuesday night? That they wanted speed. I mean, so I do think that they, they, they checked those boxes in, in very particular ways. Yeah, I mean, 
in different ways, they're kind of the same though for me. Like Caleb Farley is the most athletic corner in this class. The difference for me is, is like as much as the injuries suck and as much as Micah Parsons off the field sucks, Caleb Farley plays a 10 times more important position. So if he does, like there's that there too. Like I've seen Caleb Farley play a lot of football. Like even though he's been hurt, he's played, you know, two, three years of Virginia Tech. He's had the back injury. He's gotten surgery on it. He's had an ACL injury that he's been healthy. He's gotten recovered from, and that hasn't really come back to bother him. But for me, it's just like when you're drafting a guy, you know, I know we, I know they picked him at 12, but when you're drafting a guy in the top 10, you can't we, – we talk about the running back position. You can't take a devalued position. You can't take a devalued position with flags. So I don't mind taking – you know, I, I don't want to, but if I have to take a player with flags because I got wiped out, I can't trade back again. I don't want to go offensive line. I'd rather take the guy that plays that super important position at a need. See, I think that that I would agree with you if this team hadn't been what it's been through, right? Like they've, they've seen like the philosophy you've said is how we've squared a lot of other picks, right? Like we, that's, that's what we said about, I mean, maybe not Jalen, but Leighton to a degree. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence had some, some flags coming out of college as well. I mean, so we we've said that, like we've, we've talked ourselves into that. We've compartmentalized that way. And this isn't that to me, this, this is different. And this is far from like, you know, complete a plus. Um, but it's, it's a it's a different line of thinking, um, and and so I think that that's worth mentioning. Connor, I didn't prep you for this, but if you can go ahead and, and narrate these uh, these Micah Parsons highlights we have for us, so go ahead. The floor is yours. All right, like a position, an athlete, like he's not really reacting to anything. It's a come downhill, react to the ball, get in the backfield. He didn't get blocked, and I think that's what you want to do. If like if you can keep Michael Parsons clean and not have him have to think about what angles to take, have to think about a way to leverage a blocker to get to the ball carrier, he's fine. And then this is what he was drafted to do at Penn State: is to be a pass rusher. He wasn't drafted to play linebacker. So I'm. I'm Wondering if maybe they have a role for him. I, I don't want him to play Sam linebacker because if they drafted a Sam linebacker at 12, that makes everything a hundred times worse. Um, <laughs> like horrible if that's what they wanted him to do. But like he's a guy that you can line up at Mike, you can line up at Will, but you just have to let his athleticism play. You can't you can't expect him to play the Mike or Will, read, react, see things before they develop and then go get him. And he's not a good cover defender. He doesn't He's not a good cover defender right now. I should say that he has the ability to be because of how good of an athlete he is. But when you see him man up, when you see him like drop into zones, um, I think I've seen the video you were showing before, but like there's plays in that where you can see like before he reacts to go to, to play the ball, he's like looking around, like, am I supposed to be where I'm at? He, he drops interceptions because he can't see things develop and just go and read and react to the football. He has to think a lot. He has to look around and see where everybody is. Am I in the right spot? Do I need to be further in my drop? So I think those are the things that, that just concern me with him. And he has the athleticism to get better at those. And he's not the Leighton Vander Esch injury deal where you're worried about him staying on the field to develop. So for me, it's just, can he, you can't ignore the off the field stuff with him. Like you can't, like if, if you just sweep that under the rug, you're not doing this process, right? Like the first, the first thing somebody's going to talk about when they talk about him is, can he be mature enough to play professional football? 
Can he, and it's not a coaching thing. It's not like he doesn't take coaching. It's just, will he be first one in last one out? Like, will he take it serious enough off the field to not, you know, let things get caught up and take them away from the game. So again, it's not a horrible, horrible pick. It's just, we, I mean, we did it with Leighton a few years ago. Like you take the linebacker position that doesn't hold a ton of value. He doesn't develop into what you think he was. And four years in, you're like, what are we going to do with this guy? And there's a chance that that, that same storyline could happen with Parsons. So I think all of your concerns are valid. I think though that there, there's a lot of people who said, I want defensive help, right? I, I really, I just want defensive help for the Dallas Cowboys. And right. I, I do think that they have achieved this. And I think that that's, that's important to focus on. It's, it's fair to like, I know you're not bagging, but it's fair to bag on who Parson is um, as, a, as a particular individual um, in, in terms of his path to the NFL. But a lot of these questions are fair to ask about a lot of prospects, right? Like, will he be the first guy? Will he be the last guy out? Whatever, et cetera, whatever. I mean, we're talking now about the way that quarterbacks get scrutinized and stuff. Um, this, this fills a need because the Cowboys linebacker position was terrible. Um, this really, really, really... This give this helps accelerate the 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 end of call it the Jalen Smith or Leighton Vanderish era. I think we both agree the Cowboys are not going to pick up Leighton Vanderish's fifth year option, but if they wanted to, they could, and they could move on from Jalen Smith next year. I mean, if you have to have Micah Parsons in one of them in 2022, I think we still want it to be Leighton Vanderish. Um, and so they they have you know flexibility there. Connor, uh, we're go- we're gonna we still have a lot to discuss here on the stream, but your closing thoughts before we get out of here or before you leave us, I should say. Sorry. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I don't absolutely hate the pick. It's just I, you passed up Rashawn Slater, who we wanted them to draft the best player available. We want. I know everybody wants defense, but if you wanted defense, you would have had Caleb on Chase on last year at seven. You know, seventeen over CD Lamb. So if you're saying right now. We, we need a defense. That theory would have had you with one sack and three starts in 16 games last year with Caleb on chase on a not CD lamb. So for me, it's yes, you want to target positions of need, important positions of need, but with this linebacker class has depth to it. And so does the offensive tackle class. But when you pass up a guy like Rashawn Slater, who's the number four ranked, you know, top 10 player in this class for almost everybody for a guy that, could turn into a really, really good NFL player. There's just too much, too much risk there for a. And again, I know it was a 12th pick, but if they couldn't have found that trade back candidate, they were going to take him at 10. So it's you're kind of still comparing it as a top 10 pick. Well, um, thank you for uh, the analysis, Connor. Uh, Connor's draft guide is out. You can follow him on Twitter at Connor NFL Draft. You can see it right there. Appreciate you stopping by. We're going to recap the whole first round tomorrow, so you'll see Connor a little bit later. Uh, Connor, appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the first round. Um, And uh, yeah, congratulations. I know you're pumped. All right. Later, Connor. So, um, okay, let's reset here. Um, Connor's out. We're seeing if any of our other blog and the boys staffers have some time. It's a very busy night, obviously. Hope all is well with everybody. Uh, if in case you jumped in late, my name's RJ Ochoa. I'm the manager, editor in chief over at blogandtheboys.com. Uh, we cover the Dallas Cowboys 24 7, 365. If you didn't, it is literally our jobs to talk about the Dallas Cowboys 
every single second of every single day. We do this online, bloggingtheboys.com. We have a podcast and we have different shows that go out every single day. We're available on Apple devices. We're available on Spotify. You can listen to us there. Search for Blogging the Boys. Hit subscribe if you can. It really helps us out. We have a lot of competitors at SB Nation. Leave a rating, write a review. That really, really, really goes a long way. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're not watching on YouTube, go to YouTube, subscribe to the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. We've been doing all sorts of stuff this offseason. We have no plans to stop because like I said, our job is to literally talk about the Dallas Cowboys every single second of every single day. Um, I do this also on Twitter, Instagram. You can follow me there at RJ Ochoa as well. As, as well. Excuse me. So um, let's continue to dissect the Micah Parsons pick. I'm going to take a sip of my root beer if you guys don't mind. Uh, again, it's been a long night so far. We've been dealing with a lot of emotions and I just realized I kept my headphones on even though I don't have to anymore. So uh, congratulations to me. My ears are now cooling off. So sip of the root beer. Okay. Let's understand where we're at as Dallas Cowboys fans. Um, let's think about, or let's rather, I want you to give me one word to describe this pick. I want you to tell me how this pick makes you feel. One word to describe Micah Parsons, the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, Micah Parsons has wanted to be a member of the Dallas Cowboys for a long time. Uh, as you can see, a tweet of his from back in December. And we talked about this all the time back then. We even talked about it here on our YouTube channel. Um, he said, I really hope I hope I stay in that blue and white. Uh, the thankful emoji, obviously a photo of himself in his blue and white from Penn State uh, playing at AT&T Stadium. So let's go one word. Um, we have um, some negative ones. Um, Michael Blevin says, I played Xbox with Parsons. Congrats. We're talking uh, Xbox One here. What's what's the what's the deal here? Jay Arrowwood says, Parsons really was the best pick available at 12. He will be starting in a 4-3 base with Leighton Vanderish and Jalen Smith. Might even be on the field in nickel with his 4-39 speed. Uh, Zachary says, uneasy. I get it. I get it if you're on the fence, right? Like I, And I think what, what contributes to this is we all wanted Patrick Sertan. We all wanted J.C. Horn. That we All of our eggs emotionally were in that basket. And this happens a lot. Like th this happens in NFL drafts when you don't get the player that you really, 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 really want. And we, we talk about that because last year the Cowboys landed CD lamb and that was completely unexpected. And that was just like, that was going, you know, like sometimes when I was in college, we would go to PF Chang's who does not sponsor the show, the great restaurant. And we would go really late. And when we were like leaving the player, the owner would say like, Hey, we got a lot of food left. Do you want some of this? Uh, you could take it and have it for lunch tomorrow. And that was kind of like the CD Lamb pick. It was like, whoa, free food. Awesome. Like totally unexpected. And so the CD Lamb pick was that. This is not that. And I think the reason, if if you're sad that the Dallas Cowboys did not walk away with J.C. Horn or Rashawn Slater, that's okay. But that's the NFL draft. Things are going to happen that way. The Cowboys are not always going to get the number one player that you want them to get. They have a, they had, a, it's, it's over now, a top 10 pick. They ended up trading back. They got a 12th, the, the 12th overall pick, obviously. They picked up a third round pick. And I think that that's such an important note in this. The Cowboys picked up compensation. So it's not just Micah Parsons. If the Cowboys had drafted Micah Parsons at 10 overall, we'd all be sitting here and we would be irate. We would be upset. We would be pissed because that would not have been wise for the Dallas Cowboys to do that. Instead, they traded out. And I get it. I saw a comment a little while ago when Connor was still here about the New York Giants trade offer that they ultimately took with the Chicago Bears. We don't know that that trade offer was there with the Dallas Cowboys. And obviously, if the Dallas Cowboys had gotten that offer from you know Chicago, they would have taken it. Uh, by the way, the Miami Dolphins just took Jalen Phillips. Shout out to Zachary for letting us know. I think 
this is this is this is okay and it's it's certainly more okay than you know a lot of the internet would have you believe um the Dallas Cowboys as mentioned this is this was a really 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 bad defense last year i mean a defense that was bad in every conceivable way and ultimately the Dallas Cowboys are a better defense tonight and that's the goal right the goal is make yourself better on defense let's get our first round board back up there here for you now uh we've got it here all right since Micah Parsons went, let's kind of catch up on the whole draft as a whole as we calm down. Maybe take a sip of root beer yourself. Rashawn Slater did go to the Los Angeles Chargers. Elijah Vera Tucker went to the New York Jets. Mac Jones, the New England Patriots. Zayvon Collins went to the Arizona Cardinals. The Las Vegas Raiders took Alex Leatherwood, and the Miami Dolphins just took Jalen Phillips. So right now, the Washington football team is on the clock. Let's see what the Cowboys division rivals do. Uh, Cizé says, who did the boys get? Welcome aboard, Cizé. Seems like you joined us late. Micah Parsons, the newest member of the Cowboys. Lenny Storm says he is a stud. Come on, give him a chance. Um, Todd says, I'm not pissed about Parsons, but I'm holding out hope he puts it all together. And that's fair. And I think that, again, the Cowboys must feel insanely confident in what Dan Quinn can offer them in terms of molding and grooming players. I mean, this, you know, this is fair. And look, Christopher Lopez says, RJ, would you have wanted anybody after Parsons? That's just a great question from Christopher. If you're watching live with us, who that has gone so far after Micah Parsons would you have rather the Cowboys taken instead of him? Let's just like because we got we got to factor in the trade back. So who that has gone so far with picks thirteen through eighteen? Would you have rather the Cowboys selected instead of Micah Parsons? I have a feeling the most popular answer is going to be Rashawn Slater. Denise comes in uh, says Slater, of course, obviously. But that's it. I, I mean, there there are a lot of people who like Zayvon Collins, but I I think that the upside for for Micah Parsons justifies it like this isn't this isn't swinging for the fence what this to me is um and let's see here Todd says Jalen Phillips uh let's get that up here Jalen Phillips and so that's fine Victor says I think Slater would have been a better value and maybe that's true but the Cowboys clearly wanted defensive help and so you know in every hit I did leading up to the draft something I told a lot of people was I think the Cowboys will take Patrick Sertan because you don't always have to hit a home run. CeeDee Lamb was a home run last year, as we all know. Sometimes you just want to hit a double and you want to get yourself in a scoring position. What I think this is, this is like, this, this is like a, you know, this is a double and you rounded second, right? And you got like halfway to third and you checked up. That's what this is to me because it does represent there's there's some promise, there's some potential. Um, see, Opera Docs is Farley. I would not have rather the Cowboys taken Caleb Farley. I I would not have rather that happen. There was a lot of question marks medically on Caleb Farley, and the Cowboys specifically said in their pre-draft press conference that they ultimately did not want to take a chance on any medical players, that that was the biggest shortcoming. Uh, Braden says, Slater, but I admit if they'd taken anyone else, they would have been roasted nationally. Parsons was mocked to go at nine in tons of drafts. I don't like first-round linebackers, but the value is there. It's a great point from Braden. Congratulations, Braden, one of the candidates for tonight's MVP here on the live show. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there were a lot of people who thought that the Denver Broncos were going to take Micah Parsons, and ultimately they didn't. Ultimately, the Broncos themselves were the, the team that took um, Patrick Sertan. I mean, it is what it is. But this this is this is okay, and I think that that's that needs to be said that this is this is okay. In fact, it's good. I think this is good. Uh, and I know that, um, let's see here. We've got uh, ESPN's Todd Archer, one of the best on the Cowboys beat, tweeting the selection of Micah Parsons 
raises even more questions about Leighton Van Der Esch's future with the Cowboys. The team has until Monday to pick up his $9.1 million fifth year option for 2022. Jalen Smith's $7.2 million base salary is guaranteed, and his $9.2 million is guaranteed for injury. So, look, we know that the Cowboys are not going to be picking up Leighton Van Der Esch's fifth year option. Or rather, it's more probable than not, I would say. I don't think it's like a lock that they're not going to pick up his fifth year option, but I, I feel very confident that they are not going to. And so all that being said, I mean, the Cowboys have addressed the future of the linebacker position. And let's, let's think about this here. We put the, uh, the state of the linebackers uh, up. Let's look at the linebackers one time here as we kind of examine the Cowboys position groups. Cowboys linebacker depth is shaky at best. Francis Bernard, friend of the show. We had him on the show a little while ago. You can scroll back in our feed on our YouTube channel and go watch our interview with him. He said he's focusing on special teams this year. And as awesome as that is, that's not defense. Luke Gifford, awesome player, great person. We've interviewed him before too, but not somebody you can rely on defensively. Azur Kamara, nothing to rely on there defensively. Keanu Neal, we'll see. We're very hopeful. And remember, Jerry Jones, uh, Mike McCarthy, excuse me, said on Tuesday in the team's pre-draft press conference that they wanted to focus on on speed. The Cowboys have kind of gotten that in Keanu Neal and certainly in Micah Parsons. They don't have it in Jalen Smith or in Leighton Vanderish. So let's take a look again. I want to look at all of the defense here. Let's look at the defensive ends on the Dallas Cowboys roster at the moment. Again, we're only through the first. Uh, let's see. Actually, before we talk about this, let's discuss. Let's react live. Let's hold hands. Everybody hold hands right now. Washington's pick is in. Hold hands. Feel like the toys in Toy Story 3 going down the trash compactor thing. The Washington football team has taken... Linebacker Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. So the Washington football team walking away with the linebacker as well. I think the the fear that we all had was obviously that they were going to ultimately pick or walk away with Justin Fields somehow, some way. Chicago jumped up from 20 to make sure that they got Justin Fields. Uh, shout out to Andy Dalton, of course. Uh, now, um, now, who knows what that situation is. But so, um, I again, I, I look. If I'm if I'm grading who has the best pick so far in the NFC East, it's probably the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Because they got Devontae Smith. But I mean, that's just the player itself. However, um, I think the Cowboys have done the best job so far in the first round. Call that Homer if you want. But the Dallas Cowboys got the player that they ultimately were going to take at 10 overall anyway. Let's get the terms of the trade up one more time. In case you were busy early on, I know that you, you've got a life. You were cooking dinner. You had the dog outside, whatever. When the Dallas Cowboys traded back with the Philadelphia Eagles, they moved from 10 to 12, and they picked up the 84th overall pick in the process. And so that's... That's what's important here. The Eagles had to give up a third-round pick to get the player that they wanted. The Cowboys still got the player that they wanted and picked up extra draft capital in the process. Ultimately, um, you know, uh, ultimately, um, the Giants, who, who knows how that's going to ultimately, you know, go down. Uh, but still, it is what it is. So let's take a look at the overall state of the Cowboys defense. Um, in fact, you know, well, actually, let's do this first. Cowboys defense. Let's look at defensive ends. Bradley and I play him. Cowboys play Bradley and I quit not playing him. We hate that you don't play him. Dorrance Armstrong, Jerry Jones, favorite player of all time. Terrell, Terrell Basham, uh, who the Cowboys signed in for agency this season. Rondell Carter, one of the snags late last season around this time of year. Randy Gregory, we'll see what he can offer in his continued return. Ladarius Hamilton, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously the top pass rusher, war daddy on the Cowboys. Breland speaks. The Cowboys did sign Brent Urban and Carlos Watkins this offseason. So there's not a lot to, you know, 
you're not like filled with defensive ends, but that's okay. Like that's okay to work with. Now let's take a look at defensive tackles. The Cowboys obviously drafted Neville Gallimore in the third round last season, Justin Hamilton, Tristan Hill, their second round pick two years ago, Walter Palmore and Antoine Woods, who the Cowboys brought back, um, who's obviously a great rotational player, et cetera. Now let's look at the DBs because this, this, you know, Kimon Hall, Rashad Robinson, that's fine. But this is where people have a hangup. And this is where losing J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan hurt a lot. At corner, the Cowboys have Anthony Brown, Deontay Burden, Maurice Kennedy, who opted out of the season last year, Trayvon Diggs last year, second-round pick, C.J. Goodwin, who's a special teams ace, obviously, Jordan Lewis, who they re-signed this offseason, Reggie Robinson the second, play him too, Cowboys, and Savion Smith, who also opted out of the year last year. So that's uh, as we get our full draft board up for you now, I want to ask you a question if you're watching along live with us, and I'll get this off uh, before we get to grading the Micah Parsons pick. Prior to tonight, rewind the clock. I don't know what it was like an hour and a half. Uh, rewind the clock about an hour and a half. What position group were you most terrified about defensively? We've got the defensive line, so we'll call it all everything together. The defensive line, we just went through all the players on here. So we've got the front of the Cowboys defense, the defensive line. We've got the linebackers, the middle, the heart of the Cowboys defense, and then we've got the secondary. Which part of it gave you the most pause? Which part of it were you losing sleep about every single night? You don't lose sleep. I know you're calm, you're cool, you're collected. There's nothing making you lose sleep. Um, we've got everybody says secondary so far, and I get that. I get that, but let me... Let me try to sell you here. All right. As we uh, let's get the full draft board up here, by the way, uh, we've got Washington's pick updated for you. The New York Giants now on the clock. We'll see what they ultimately do. I think you can make a case that of the Cowboys, if we had to make a starting 11 about two, an hour and a half ago, like we said, that the worst starter on defense for the Cowboys, there's a case that it was Jalen Smith, right? There's, there's certainly a case. I think of your starting 11, maybe four of your top four starters. And I don't mean that Leighton Vanderish is, is among the bad ones. Like Leighton Vanderish has, you know, Leighton Vanderish is still more talented than, than Jalen Smith. He's just not reliable. And he certainly dipped in production as well. But um, I mean, your, your biggest question marks arguably are at linebacker. And I'm not telling you, feel pumped about Jordan Lewis, feel pumped about Anthony Brown. What I'm telling you is that I know what I'm going to get from Jordan Lewis, and I know what I'm going to get from Anthony Brown. I have no clue what I'm going to get from Jalen Smith. I have no clue what I'm going to get from Leighton Vanderish. Those are two just gigantic, you know, mysteries to me. And so, yeah, it sucks. I would have rather, and I think you would have rather had Patrick Sertan or JC Horn as well. But guess what? They were gone. And we can't do anything about that. They were gone. And so I do think that when you look at how the Cowboys pivoted, shout out to Ross Geller. People tell me I look like Ross Geller all the time. Uh, different the subject. But um, when you look at it through that lens, the fact that they were gone. So, okay, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do now that these players are gone? I think that they, they salvaged something, you know, understandable. I think they salvaged something that, that we can feel at peace about. I think that not only did they make take a player that makes sense, but I, I think that they ultimately still got great value and that they picked up another third round pick. The Cowboys have three third round picks. They have three. And they have three and they still got the player they wanted. It sucks that both corners went, but they have three third round picks and a linebacker who, as Connor said, and I agree with him, it's very, very, very possible that we get to like October and Micah Parsons is the best linebacker on the Dallas Cowboys. So 
all that being said, we've talked about this for a long time. Let's go ahead and take your grades and we'll do a group grade um, uh, in terms of the Micah Parsons pick and factor in the trade for me. So you're talking about, let's go with, uh, let's put this back up here for you one more time. The terms of the trade for the Dallas Cowboys ultimately walking away with Micah Parsons. They gave up the 10th overall pick, which became Devontae Smith. They received the 12th overall pick, which obviously became Micah Parsons and the 84th overall pick. Give me your grade for it, whether you're watching on Twitter, on Facebook, or on YouTube Live. And if you're watching on YouTube, or even if you're not, head on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button because we're going to be churning out content all draft weekend long. We're going to be here for every single Cowboys pick. We're going to have a great time. Uh, Todd Cook says B. I think you can live with a B. And I, I think you can especially live with a B if your top two options got sniped out from you. Zachary Maldonado says A minus. I agree with that. We've got uh, G. Where, I saw G right now a moment. G, your, uh, G. Bizzle says A. Faulkner says A. Muhammad says B, but only because of the extra pick. And that's fine. That's a part of it. Like, you can't make that not a part of it. Uh, the New York Giants pick is in. Todd says B plus with the trade. Aubrey, uh, who vlogs apparently, says A. Jay Arrowwood says, uh, I think the linebackers, when healthy, could arguably be the best in the division. Um, I disagree with that. Oh, my gosh. The New York Giants took Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida. Kyle Pitts' his old teammate. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Forever DC says A. Uh, we've got Miguel says A. Uh, Bassy Bassy says A-. minus. Jay Arrowwood says A-. minus. Braden says A. Scooter says A grade if the trade and no cornerbacks available are calculated. That's You have to calculate it. You can't say, well, I would have rather had Patrick Sertan. That's cool. You couldn't have. Like You're, you're probably going to have a friend, whether it's you, Scooter, or anybody else, tonight when you're laying in bed and someone's texting you, or tomorrow whether you're at work or you're blowing work off because it's draft season and you have to make sure you're up to date on all the latest Micah Parsons stuff, you're going to have a friend or a family member or somebody who says, yeah, that's a bad pick because you should have gotten Patrick Sertan. That's impossible. They could couldn't have gotten Patrick Sertan. They couldn't have gotten J.C. Horn. So I think when you factor in all of the facts that this truly, totally, absolutely, I'm I'm not going to go all the way to A. I'll give it a B. I do think that I will give it a B um, and, you know, B plus. Um, but I think this, this is a really solid pick and you would love, you would love every pick to be an A, right? Like that is certainly the case. This player has question marks from a character perspective. We cannot deny that. That's a very, very, you know, absolute objective data point. But he has a lot of potential. He has a lot of athleticism. He fills a position of need. He not only fills a position of need, he fills a position of need where you have some really sunk costs in Leighton Vanderish and Jalen Smith. And so I do think that this is a B. Uh, John Bailey says, uh, when giving this grade, you have to consider the off the field problems he had no better than a C minus. Clearly, the Dallas Cowboys believe in... Micah Parsons. Clearly, they believe that everything is going to be okay there. Uh, Braden says, "If you, it's a great question. If you could have traded with Carolina for Horn or Sertan, you would likely have given up your second round pick. Oh, Braden, seriously, MVP of the night right here. Braden, shout out to you. Um, would you rather, everybody, let's answer Braden's question because he is the man. Would you rather have Sertan, no second round pick, the 44th overall pick, and two thirds, or Parsons, your second round pick, the 44th overall pick, and three-thirds. That's a great point. You think about the Cowboys after Parsons still have four picks in the top 100 that are left versus if they traded up for Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn, whatever you want to call it, they would only have, what, two of them. And so those are a lot of players. The Cowboys have a lot of holes. They have a lot of things to address. They still have to address corner. They still have to address offensive tackle. Maybe, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how this shakes out. We now know that Kadarius Toney has gone to the New York Giants I mean, maybe the Cowboys do still ultimately, you know, 
draft Caleb Farley. I, that's a that's a real long hypothetical. Uh, Christopher says thank you, Braden. So ev- everybody. Brayden is tonight's MVP. Shout out to him. Um, so obviously, we have not gotten a chance to listen to this yet, but Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 The Fan, who has been part of the Cowboys draft coverage, tweeted this out right now on Twitter at JC1053. Micah Parsons tells us he's not even close to his ceiling, mentions how he's never had the opportunity to just learn one position in his career and has only been an off-the-ball linebacker for two years. This is a great point. Let's get Micah Parsons' information back up here for those of you that missed it earlier. Uh, shout out again to Braden for taking care of us with some simple logic. Micah Parsons grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Look at me. Congratulations. I can read. Played defensive end in high school, but switched to linebacker when he started playing for Penn State. All right. This is what we're talking about here. He did not play last season. He opted out and has been focusing, been training for the 2021 NFL draft every single day, and he only started one year at Penn State. Finish his career with 192 tackles, six and a half sacks, and six forced fumbles. Let's take a look at his athletic prowess. So we're talking about this player still has not fully established himself as a football player. Look at 436-40. He is an athletic marvel. And so, yes, there are cons. There are pros and cons associated with every player, with every pick, with every situation, with anything that happens ever in the world of football, not just in the NFL draft. Everything is a constant guessing game of evaluation between pros and cons. And so there are a lot of pros. It is it is very important to mention the cons, but it is also equally important to mention the pros. Al says can't get over a 436-40 for a linebacker. He can fly. He, I mean, he can literally fly. As Al says, he's faster than many wide receivers. And that's, again, if you watched the Dallas Cowboys pre-draft press conference on Tuesday, they, they generally are very honest about what they are looking for when it comes to the draft. Mike McCarthy said that they wanted to find speed. And that is what they've done. Think about Keanu Neal. And I'm not saying that Keanu Neal is running a 4.36 for you or anything, but Keanu Neal is going to play some weak side linebacker for the Cowboys, a faster, just general, prototypical weak side linebacker overall. I mean, somebody that this is clearly something that they want to find, something that they want to establish. Odessa says Parsons has room for growth. I agree with that. Um, Jay Arrowwood, um, this, you know, at least Parsons is fast enough to cover pits in any tight end. That hurts. Hurts in the old Coruscant, the Kyle Pitts, now a member of the Atlanta Falcons, for what it's worth. Um, the Dallas Cowboys will play Kyle Pitts this season. Jay with a great point. Now, the Dallas Cowboys still could, very likely will, add a cornerback uh, at some point in the draft. But mentions, maybe Quinn has a backup plan to bring in Richard Sherman since they couldn't get Sertan or Horn. I like this thought process here. This is something that we've talked about before. Richard Sherman's still hanging out there in free agency, if you didn't know that. And ultimately... I mean, look, I can, I mean, say promise, but this night has shown us that no promise is guaranteed. But I feel very confident in the notion that the Dallas Cowboys will add a, a corner in the draft probably sometime very soon. I mean, maybe not tonight, but I would, I would be absolutely stunned. I've got a rupee here that I haven't even finished, which is how dedicated I am here. No big deal. Um, I would eat my root beer can if the Dallas Cowboys went tomorrow and didn't draft a single corner. I would be very, very, very surprised because they 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 need depth and they need not just depth. They need viable 
talent. Now, Muhammad says Sherman is toast. I agree with that. But the point here, I think, generally is that free agency is still an option. The point is generally that the Cowboys still have options. It's not like Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn were the only players ever that could play corner for the Dallas Cowboys in the foreseeable future. Justin Johnson says Richie Grant at 44, not a corner, but we also need a safety. Also, I agree. I agree with that. I would love that pick. Uh, let's see. Um, a tweet. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, tw- Micah Parsons speaking on 105.3 The Fan uh, said that he's been playing off raw potential and instincts. Oh, says he's excited for scary potential once under Dan Quinn's tutelage. Again, mentioned that he, um, you know, he's very raw, obviously, at the linebacker position. Um, so it is what it is. Forever DC notes, we've been talking about this all night, that the Cowboys traded down to get another top 100 pick and got their guy too. I love that. I mean, I really do. I'm not trying. I really don't want to just sit here and be Homer with you guys. I'm not trying to say that Dallas Cowboys fleeced the NFL tonight. I don't think that whatsoever. But you know what I do think? I think that tonight the Dallas Cowboys, you know, the alarm went off at the star in Frisco. Like, remember when you were a kid and the alarm would go off and you wouldn't treat it seriously, whatever, because it was just like a fire drill and you would just walk outside and talk to your friends and you would see the people in other classes that you didn't get to see all day. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Sun shining, whatever. This wasn't that. This was like the SpongeBob Patrick meme, like freaking out because they got sniped directly in front of them they lost both of their corners at the two picks in front of them that was not ideal and so I think that the most important thing to say and the most accurate thing to say is that the Dallas Cowboys did a great job of reacting in the moment they clearly you know Stephen Jones said today he was on with our friends at UK Cowboys that they did a lot of homework that they were well prepared they were ready for almost any circumstance and I think that the results ultimately you know ultimately showed and I think that that's something very 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 impressive. Um, again, not the most impressive thing that's ever happened in the history of the NFL, but it is what it is. Uh, we have a tweet from Ezekiel Elliott to show you here. Uh, tweeted at Micah Parsons, the newest linebacker on the Dallas Cowboys, said uh, not to touch him in practice. Uh, so obviously super competitive stuff uh, going on <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott has also tweeted welcoming Micah Parsons to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but Zeke said don't touch me in practice. Rook uh, with the crying laughing emoji. So Good for the guys, uh, ultimately. And nice little rivalry there, Penn State, Ohio State, um, et cetera. So let's take a look at some of Micah Parsons' highlights. We played these earlier, but this is the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys, so you can never get enough. Here we go. Micah Parsons. We've circled him for you because we like to make things nice and simple. Get through. Get through. Okay. See, this is something, this is an element of the whole linebacker core that we have seen the Dallas Cowboys missing for some time. We need to see a linebacker that just attacks the ball carrier, whether that's quarterback, whether that's running back, whether that whatever's happening. Micah Parsons has the athleticism to back up that aggression. We've seen, we've all seen Jalen Smith be hyper aggressive and it not work out, but Micah Parsons can run to the point that he can back that up. That's not something that a lot of players in the NFL can do. This is somebody that can do that. And this is somebody that is now a member of the Dallas Cowboys. And again, a lot of this is instinct. This does really jive with what Micah has been saying so far on 105.3 The Fan. This is just playing off of natural assumption, natural ball skills, and hoping. There's a lot of learning that needs to happen here. And I think when you combine that, with when you combine the education that comes with the NFL, with playing at the professional level, with playing under coaches and defensive coordinators like Dan Quinn, Suddenly things get different. And I think if, you know, in an ideal world, you're talking about a player that 
ultimately you know gets intellectually cerebrally on a high level sean lee just retired this week that's as high of a level as you can get to and if you can combine an elite mental game you know with something that that is very physical and very athletic and very fast and very quick i mean that's how is that not something you want? And so um, let's again, you know, let's take a look at the whole draft here. The Indianapolis Colts have made their selection here. Um, it's been a fun night. I think I've had fun. Uh, I know I've had fun. I hope that you have had fun. Uh, we've got the Indianapolis Colts. Their pick is in, and we should have it on the board for you here. Uh, this computer is being, um, being a, you know, it's being mean. Here we go. All right, the full draft order so far, that is not what we wanted here. Here's what we wanted. The Indianapolis Tolts taking defensive end Quiddy Pay. So a lot of this draft has been chalk so far um, in terms of predictions. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, a lot of people definitely thought that Trey Lance was a possible pick for the San Francisco 49ers. That is ultimately where he went. Kyle Pitts went to the Falcons. That was not a shock. Jamar Chase, a lot of people thought would go to the Bengals. Jalen Waddle, an option in Miami, went there. Panay Sewell, not shocking. What really did, this maybe not surprise, but what was what was a surprise for us in terms of having to react on the fly was that J.C. Horn went to Carolina and Patrick Sertan went to Denver. So if you'd missed it somehow, some way, the Dallas Cowboys traded out of 10 overall with the Philadelphia Eagles of all teams. They did pick up a third-round pick, the 84th overall pick in the process. So Devontae Smith, the reigning Heisman Trophy, goes to Philadelphia. The New York Giants traded out of number 11 with the Chicago Bears. They now have a new quarterback who is not Andy Dalton. Uh, the Giants moved back to 20 overall. Then the Cowboys with the pick that they got from the Philadelphia Eagles took Micah Parsons. After that, the Chargers took Rashawn Slater, who a lot of us wanted instead of Micah Parsons. But hey, this is the avenue the Cowboys chose to take. Elijah Vera Tucker going to the New York Jets. Mac Jones, New England. Zayvon Collins, Arizona. Alex Leatherwood to Vegas. Jalen Phillips, Miami. Jamin Davis to the Washington football team. Kadarius Toney to the New York Giants. And Quiddy Pay to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it has been a lot of fun. Um, it is. It's, I mean, let's, how are you feeling? Who, let's, let's do this. Wherever you're watching YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, let's power rank. Now that all four NFC East teams' picks are in the mix here, let's rank best to worst each of the divisions. And let's let, or not the divisions, let's rank each of the division teams who has done the best job tonight to who has done the worst job tonight. And remember, the Cowboys picked up the 84th overall pick in the process and that the Giants picked up, what was it, a future first, a fifth round pick this year, and a future fourth. I might be getting the fifth and fourth off. Um, so all that being said, there's an argument that the Giants did the best job because they picked up a future first round pick. Although while they did walk away with a wide receiver, this is something Micah Parsons fills a need for the Cowboys and, and is a player that a lot of Cowboys fans like. Um, but was I have to imagine the top linebacker on their board. Kadarius Tony, there's no way he was top wide receiver on the Giants board. But again, the compensation definitely makes it worth it. I think the Giants clearly have had the best night of any team in the division. I would put the Cowboys right behind them, honestly, because the Cowboys picked up a third round pick. They kept Devontae Smith away from the New York Giants, which is a win in and of itself. And they sent him to Philadelphia, which is banishment as far as the NFL is concerned. Ultimately, after that, I mean, I think Washington's probably third. 
um, just because Philly is in such a, a bad place overall. Um, I, I think that Washington walked away with with a solid another linebacker. That defense just continues to get better in Davis. And yeah, Philly walked away with with Devontae Smith, but you know they still have a huge question at quarterback. And you know what? We should honestly be hoping for uh, as Cowboys fans. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking. He is pissed in the background, so don't worry. Uh, but his name is Bear. I talk. He he makes appearances on our shows all the time because he's not a good boy sometimes. He's always a good boy, but you know how it is. Anyway, his name is Bear, and it would be hilarious. And I mean like capital H hilarious if Justin Fields was a baller. All right. I mean, if if Justin Fields was just incredible, because that would mean that the Eagles passed on the potential quarterback of the future for them and that they did it by jumping up with the Dallas Cowboys. That would be awesome. Uh, and it would be awesome because, I mean, he also, uh, you know, <laughs> he also was taken with the pick that belonged to the New York Giants. Um, so we've got a consensus, I think, here. Uh, everybody believes that the Giants had the best overall night. Let's see. We've got Forever DC says the Giants trade was better, but that took them all the way back to 20 for Tony. Not a fan of Tony Parsons pick was better. Um, let's see here. We're working on getting some BTB staffers on with us. We're working here. trying to, we're, we're manning the phones ourselves here. I mean, there's a lot going on um, here trying to get some BTBers. We're, we're, we're having a great time here. We hope you're having a great time joining us. Uh, it's been a lot of fun here. If you're new around here, this is something that we do often. Let's see. I think Tony Catalina, one of our newer riders, is set to join us. Here we go. Let's see. We're getting Tony the invitation. And you know what's been fun about this? All this has happened live. I mean, we have held nothing back. I mean, we have learned a lot together, all of us, you and me here tonight. Um, let's see. Tony has the invitation. Let's get the headphones on. Let's see. Micah Parsons on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, it's according to Twitter. Um, on his playing style, I would say fast, physical, and instinctual. High IQ football. Uh, on the difficulty of opting out last season, which he did, says, I wanted to compete. I wanted to get after it. I wanted to get on the field. Now I have a great chance to do that. Tony Catalina on his way to help us uh, see, you know, let's get another perspective here on Micah Parsons. Tony is on the way. Sometimes you know how it goes. Traveling over the internet can take a couple times. Sometimes the speed limit is 30 miles an hour. Sometimes it's 60 miles an hour, etc. Uh, Sean Green says, put a package together and move up to get um the Cite or farley uh safety i think that's safety or farley uh i don't know that i want to um take caleb farley at this point because the cowboys have already not that michael parsons is a question mark but they've already taken a player with some some level of wonder um oh we oh we've got a, a tweet here sorry a comment here uh people saying thank you zachary maldonado the Tennessee Titans just took Caleb Farley. So it's not an option, obviously, for the Dallas Cowboys anymore. And honestly, this is a good thing. Um, this, I mean, like, and I, I, I mean, I'm happy for Caleb Farley. He's a great player. Uh, certainly, certainly somebody that can ultimately be a great player in the NFL. Um, but I don't think that we want the Dallas Cowboys to be the team that is trying to figure that out. And again, Micah Parsons is not a question mark he has some some concerns he's, he's far from just like a home run of a prospect um but so that being said i don't think that caleb farley would have been um an option for this team because of the position they're in already um micah parsons if you care about this i know i do uh told 105.3 the fan 
that he wants to wear number 11. Uh, you will recall that the NFL relaxed the rules uh, when it comes to jerseys in the National Football League. Now linebackers can wear numbers in the single digits if they choose. Uh, they can wear numbers all the way up, I think, from one through like 59, something like that. Um, and so he could wear 11 if he wanted to. I am against this personally. I like linebackers and classic numbers, but obviously Cedric Wilson wears 11 for the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see if Micah Parsons is able to pry it away from him. Damon, uh, let's get Damon's com- uh, by the way, forever DC says Cole Beasley's old number. Yes, of course. Damon Rojo says any chance of Dallas trading up for Farley or Morig? Well, considering that Caleb Farley's gone, I don't think so. Uh, Trayvon Morig uh, has been mocked a lot to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, we'll see if he goes here um, in a few picks, but um, ultimately, I mean, uh, it's possible. I don't think it's impossible by any means, but right now the, the Cowboys have to be, this is important. They have to be in love to trade out because the Cowboys now they have three third round picks and granted they do have a lot of capital. They do not need to trade up just for the sake of trading up. We've talked Richie Grant's still out there. Like, and, and you want to trade up if you feel like you're about to lose out. And so I don't think there's any reason to assume or, or to do for the Cowboys to right now panic on the safety front. Let's see where Tony is. Um, he uh, he's on his way. He told me he was on his way, but you know how it is. Maybe he stopped to get something to drink. Maybe he stopped and got, you know, a, a root beer of his own. Um, Dallas Cowboys Central News says four picks still in the top 100. That's right. By trading back with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, who entered the draft tonight with four picks in the top 100. They moved back two spots in the first round and still picked up another one. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of people have talked about Holland. Todd notes that Quinn went to his pro day. If he's there at 44, he's the pick. That's a great point, too. Um, and that really is the point, that the Cowboys are going to have an option at 44 that they like. And if they feel or they sense like they don't, if things are going on tonight or tomorrow morning where they feel a sense of panic and they want to trade up early tomorrow, I mean, they now have more than enough capital to do so. They already had a lot of capital to begin with, but they really, really, really could uh, ultimately move on. Let's see. Let's check Twitter. Uh, tweet from Michael Gelkin, who covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. Again, Michael Parsons having his interview on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, new Cowboys linebacker Michael Parsons said he was surprised when the star showed up on his phone with Dallas on the clock. His full reaction, oh my God, I said, don't play with me like that. Yeah, that would be nuts if you um, if you get a call um, <laughs> that was from the star. Um, that's weird. Uh, so, but Hey, you know, it, uh, it, it all worked out. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh my gosh, it's Ted. Oh my gosh, it's Ted. Keeping my eyes on Greg Newsom, the second or Asante Samuel Jr. Either would be a good pick. I agree. Um, John Lawrence says it's a good pick. Al says the Eagles wanted Parsons. Uh, the Eagles got the player they wanted clearly. Um, by the way, can the star be identified on your phone? Like I thought, isn't it generally like the city that, that shows up when somebody calls you? Like, I can't believe the star shows up. That's a, an interesting, um, Interesting situation, to say the least. I believe Tony is coming. I've been promising him. Uh, let's see. Jay says they could move up. They still still have Stokes, Asante Samuel Jr., or my boy, Javon Holland. As we noted, we can get at 44. There are options, and that's the thing. Like We are like we're nowhere near the point of needing to panic for the Cowboys. They got one of the players they wanted. They did not get one of the best players, clearly, that a lot of people wanted in one of the corners, but that didn't happen. And I thought, you know, uh, we had a great point earlier 
in that the Cowboys could have traded up, but they would have lost out on two picks that they now have in the top 100. Uh, Zachary says he might have had the phone number saved as the star. Touche, touche. Uh, it is a fair point. Uh, Ray says trade up for Ring now. Why? Why do you want to trade up? I mean, like, there's there's no reason to panic right now for the Cowboys. In fact, if they had panicked, they would not have pulled off what they did. And again, I'm not trying to lie to you and tell you the Cowboys pulled off the greatest heist in NFL draft history, but the Cowboys at the time of when they first went on the clock at 10 overall, they, they got the player they wanted. They clearly wanted Micah Parsons when they were sitting there at 10. They still got that player and they picked up extra draft capital in the process. So why should they freak out? Why should they freak out now and say, well, let's go get a safety. Why? It's the first round. It's the first round. Everybody's got to pick. Generally, uh, Odessa says it's early, no panicking. I agree. Let's just stay calm. Let's stay cool. Let's let's all take a deep breath. Uh, Todd Cook says, I want three players with our top 100 picks. Look, I get it. And those are assets to move up. If you feel like the Cowboys should move up for a particular player, if things start to, to go one way, if safety start to fly Early tomorrow, and again, we will be back here tomorrow streaming live, so make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Follow us on all our social platforms because we're going to be doing this again. Going to have a great time. Maybe we'll get more rupier. Who knows? Um, but, I mean, if things start to go one way, the Cowboys have enough capital that they can move up in a flash. That's part of what the Micah Parsons trade or the trade to ultimately land him yielded for them was flexibility. And they already had that, to be clear, because of all the comp picks that they got. But now they have even more. The Cowboys The Cowboys right now have so many picks tomorrow. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing. Tony is finally here. Tony, how goes it? One second. Let's get this off the screen so we can get you in here. Uh, hope all is well for you, Tony. Tony Catalina, one of the newest writers at bloggingtheboys.com. TC, how goes it? How you doing, RJ? Uh, how is your Thursday night going? Uh, your thoughts on Micah Parsons? Um, I definitely, you know, I knew it was a possibility, but I didn't see it going that way. Um, you know, I think we're all kind of hoping for uh, one of the two cornerbacks to fall our way there. Um, maybe when we trade it back, maybe to get a uh, Slater or somebody of that nature. But, um, you know, to see Micah Parsons go that way, it was interesting for sure. It's um, it's something that I think a lot of people are uh, making peace with. Muhammad, by the way, says that you are wearing Eagles colors. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, he does have a Dallas Cowboys hat on for, uh, for those of you that are watching. I, I think I'm not trying to overly praise the Cowboys. However... I do think that they did see, oh my gosh, it's Ted says Denver drafting Sertan was a gut punch. And it was, I mean, a lot of people wanted Patrick Sertan and, and a lot of people rightly so, but I think the Cowboys did a great job of pivoting in the moment, not panicking. They still ultimately picked up extra draft capital and, and at that moment in time, got the player that they wanted. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, you look at it, right, and you're kind of thinking like, okay, the first few picks you're kind of saying, I mean, maybe this is falling the way of the Cowboys. You know, everything seemed to look like it was going right. And then the, those uh, those picks that we kind of had, uh, you know, is it going to go one way or the other? It's the domino started falling falling against the Cowboys. So it was, it was interesting to see how it felt like that. Um, how are you feeling now that it's been about an hour since? Are you upset? Are you indifferent are you optimistic are you pessimistic um how are you if you had to describe your emotions to be honest um i i'm you know i i like the pick now you know i see how you kind of give it some uh give it some thought kind of look at it 
and just kind of look at the scouting report. And if you kind of look at um, some of the scouts, they feel like he's a plug and play kind of guy for us. And we kind of don't know. I mean, they haven't picked up the fifth year option on Leighton Van Ash, So um, we don't know how that's going to affect that um, Leighton moving forward. And you kind of see rumblings that he may be playing Mike linebacker for us. So um, you wonder how if he could use his raw ability, like he even said um, on the radio broadcast after being drafted, that he was just going on, um, you know, raw ability and, you know, if you can get in there and Dan Quinn can uh, mold him a little bit, I think it can be an exciting pick. Yeah, I think this, this pick represents a lot of promise. Um, this pick represents a lot of hope. Uh, Al says, in all caps, by the way, Parsons can play two linebacker positions with that speed and physical, I think physicality better than injury prone linebackers. And that's the thing. Like, this is a linebacker group that is headlined by two dudes who cannot stay healthy, who can't, and, and Jalen can stay healthy, I suppose, but cannot stay to a viable, sustainable place, that they're not reliable. And I made the point, I'm, I'll, I'll actually ask you the question. I was, we were talking about it here in the live chat. Um, uh, if you rewound about two hours, what portion of the defense were you less confident in? The linebackers or the secondary as a whole? For me personally, I was really nervous with the cornerback position. You know, um, I was sitting there thinking, okay, if we can get Satan, if we can get Horn and put them together with Trayvon Diggs, we might be able to cook something there. And, um, you know, and for me, it was, you know, I think I put all my eggs in a basket to take a cornerback. And, um, you know, it's still possible with 44. Um, I love a 5-2 Melifanu. I think he would be a solid pick for us at 44. Um, I just didn't see it going that way, you know, especially the way the board looked early on. I thought, you know, this might play right into our hand and we might be able to get the guy we were looking for all along. I mean, I I don't believe that they're – and I'm not saying you're saying this, but I don't believe that their number one plan – was to walk away with Micah Parsons. By the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers pick is in. Is it Najee Harris? Um, like a lot of people have been speculating, it is. The running back from Alabama now going to Pittsburgh, one of the most obvious picks throughout the whole draft. But um, I, it's clear that Mike, if, if the Cowboys had their way, I think they walk away with one of the corners. But that this is the draft sometimes. Like we saw the opposite end of the spectrum last year when you know cd lamb fell and it's not like that every year you don't always get a board that just is like you know plentiful for the taking and you know you know honestly things started off really strong for the cowboys i think in the first five picks in fact let's throw this up here we don't have the Najee harris pickup yet uh but i think we had a, a, a question about uh christian barmore he has not been taken yet but um christian derisaw went to the vikings and Najee harris now going to the pittsburgh steelers um so actually let's get this off and i'll get this refreshed for you but my point here is they clearly did not get the player they were probably most hoping for. But they I think that when they were on the clock at 10, I think that Parsons was who they wanted. And so that being said, I think that they did get who they wanted with greater value associated with him with you know the 84th overall pick. We had a great question earlier um, that if, if the Cowboys had wanted to, to jump Denver or to potentially trade with Denver to land, whether it was Horn or Sertan, they probably have to give up pick 44 to do it. And so, and they're, they're obviously not getting 84 in return. And so you could either have one of the two corners take your pick and you don't have a second round pick and you only have two thirds, or you could just accept that this is life sometimes and you get another player who you really like because you're at the top of the draft and there's always really good players there and you still have 44 and now you have three third round picks. If you want, you can be creative and trade around tomorrow or you can get five top 100 picks to replenish this defense and this team in a number of different ways because we all know that it needs that. 
I mean, that's well said. Like you said, um, you know, life happens. You come in with a plan and, you know, things change for you. I think like most people are figuring, you know, many mock drafts, Sertan, Horn, I think Horn grabbed a lot of, um, he grabbed a lot of, um, of the headlines there at the end there. And, um, you know, kind of see it go differently, you know, not to mince words or anything. Micah Parsons can play football. I think the kid, I think the kid can really fly around and uh, he's an athlete and he's raw, like he stated himself. And I think, you know, you mold him. And I think we have a heck of a uh, linebacker on the team for, for a few years to come. Now, like you said, you can use 44 and we have a ton of picks within the first hundred that could really help this defense. And, you know, tomorrow, early tomorrow, second round, third round we should be looking at to fix that secondary and i don't think that we should be uh too upset about that possibility yeah uh let's see here uh, we've got a comment from Yator. It says plenty of corners at pick number 44 obviously again and that's you know we've had a lot of comments that like well the cowboys should trade up jump back in get trayvon morig get um you know whoever but the reality is there are going to be players at 44 they're we're, we're all going to go to sleep tonight we're going to wake up and the board is still going to look really enticing there are going to be a lot of great players available in the second round and so i i think the cowboys would be smart to just sit to just be to sit and chill and i think that again that that worked for them. Did they walk away with a player that we're all in love with? No, but they walked away with an athletic freak who fills a position of need and a position of need certainly in the future if they don't pick up Leighton Vanderish's fifth year option, like you mentioned, if they do move on from Jalen Smith after this year. And, you know, they have a lot of other picks to play with. Like it, it, the world is not over because they didn't address the cornerback position in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. I mean, I think we're all in this agreement here that, uh, you know, there, if we addressed any layer of the defense, it, it needed an influx of talent, whether, you know, cornerback, linebacker at the D-line. Um, I know, like, they were looking at Christian Barrymore and, you know, it, anywhere could help this team, right? I mean, I think you're, we're getting stuck too much on the, you know, Parsons at 10 isn't as, as, as enticing as him maybe at 12 or 15. And, you know, everybody had the heart set on cornerback. But, you know, let's not take away from the fact we got a really good football player here and a kid that could really help us i think ultimately um this is a win is not the right way to put it um but you know th this is this is about as good as it could have gone given the disaster scenario that unfolded um Tony, do you have do you have any final thoughts, um, closing thoughts? You know, actually, let, let's instead of that, let's go. Tony, what do you want to see be the Cowboys pick with the forty fourth overall section overall selection tomorrow? You know, I've been I've been big on the Ifatu Melifonwu train. I think he fits the cover three scheme. I think Dan Quinn would love him. And I know they say don't you know pick for scheme and whatnot, but I think the kid's skills translate. You know, he's a tall, lanky, lengthy, rangy kid. I think people are are scared a little bit because his brother turned out to be a bust. And you know, you don't want to really put that on him because you know. You, you got to look at the kid individually, look at the tape, look at the competition he played against. And, you know, the kid, the kid's not afraid to tackle. He's not afraid to, you know, he's got the hips, he's got the length. And, you know, for me, I think if we can come out of here with him at 44, I'd be pretty excited about what we did at the beginning here. Tony, um, you did it all. You said it all. We appreciate you taking the time to join us here. Uh, Tony's going to have a lot of stuff over the weekend, as everybody else is at bloggingtheboys.com. What's something you're excited to write now that you know the Cowboys are taking Micah Parsons? Oh, man, I just want to dive in more to his tape. I, I think everybody gets a you know a tape evaluation. I just want to get in there a little bit, see how he can help the defense as a whole. 
All right. Well, Tony Catalina, one of the newest writers at bloggingtheboys.com. Thanks so much uh, for taking the time to join us here on the live show. I hope you have a great rest of the night. We'll be looking forward to everything you got coming out on, you know, bloggingtheboys.com later this week. Tony was muted there at the end. Uh, Apologies there. That's a user error. Um, This is... uh, this has been a night. This has been a night where we've experienced a lot together. Uh, we have grown, I think, as a family. Um, I mean, I don't know. How, how are you guys feeling? Do you, let's actually run a poll right now while we're all still here. Um, we have preached the importance of being patient. Uh, I can take this off, by the way. I, again, I don't need these headphones anymore. But we have preached, uh, preached the importance of being patient. That being said, yes or no? That's all. I want yes or no answers. Should the Dallas Cowboys trade back up into the first round? Yes or no? That's all I want. I want yes or no answers, whether you're watching on Twitter, whether you're watching on Facebook, a.k.a. the Book of Faces, whether you're watching on YouTube. Should the Dallas Cowboys trade up into the first round? We are now, uh, the Jaguars have made the selection with the 25th overall pick. We'll see if this is Trayvon Morick, by the way. Uh, we've got so far lots of no's. Lots and proud to guys. Proud of you guys. Lots and lots and lots of no's. Um, Lots of no's. Wow, look at that. Look at everybody. Lots and lots and lots of no's. This is nice. Um, Making sure here we're not missing anything um, in terms of what's happening on Twitter as the votes continue to come in. Wow. Uh, And let's, okay, we've got a lot of no's. Let's go. Your number one reason why you don't want to trade up. Why, why? Why don't you want to trade back in? I don't either, but I've, I've stated my case. Why don't you? Uh, Anthony, hell no. No, okay, with an exclamation point. Um, so uh, now Jack Costello brings up an interesting point. Um, some people are newer at football. Some people, you know, don't understand the finances, uh, uh, fi- finances, the finances of football. This is an important point. If you do not know, first round picks in the NFL, all rookie contracts are for four years. However, first round picks, have a fifth-year option, all right? First-round picks are, are have ultimately have their contracts for five years if a team wants to do so. A team, when a player is going into their fourth year, like Leighton Vanderish is here in 2021, that team must decide if they want to pick up that player's fifth-year option. So if you really believe as Roger Goodell is sitting in his is that a? I don't. I'll be honest. With you, I don't know what a Barker lounger is. Um, I've heard the term like on Friends, like Joey's Barker lounger, but I don't know what that is. The Jaguars just took Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson. Uh, so not Trayvon Morig. And so if you really, really, really value a fifth-year option on a player, you could jump up. But I mean, that's really not something that I think is hard pressing right now. Uh, Yao, I think it's Yao, says take Richie Grant in the second. Yeah, I mean, right now. Right now, things are working for the Cowboys. Um, this is, uh, let's see here, a very interesting tweet from um, Adam Schefter. Um, oh, that, Adam Schefter is being cute. This uh, this pick from the that the Jaguars just used was the pick that they got from the Rams in the Jalen Ramsey trade. Um, Adam Schefter trying to throw me off. Um, but anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, we have, um, you know, I, I feel like we've said it all. Um, and I feel like we have had... Um, we've, we've had some therapy here tonight, you and I, uh, we have had, um, you know, we've had, I think some moments where we grew as a society, as a fandom, as a family. And I think that we ultimately are satisfied with where things are with the Dallas Cowboys. So all of that being said, let's get this comment off the screen here, by the way, if I can find it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, we are 
done for the night here. Uh, at, and, and the reason we are, because I know everybody's wondering if the Cowboys are going to be trading back up into the first round, but ESPN's Todd Archer, who again is one of the best on the Cowboys beat, just tweeted that the Dallas Cowboys are, uh, are they're sharing the information about the um their their goodness it's been a long night the cowboys are sharing the information about their post draft press conference in case you didn't know the cowboys will hold a press conference tonight they'll discuss everything they'll likely tell us what they were thinking when it came to the trade and whatnot and so that means that they are not trading back up in the first round they would not hold this press conference or get ready to if they were going to trade back into the first round so they are not which means we are going to wrap here at blog and the boys our live show tonight the first round of the 2021 nfl draft I had a blast tonight, guys. This was so much fun. Thank you to everybody for dealing with us while we did things on the fly. It was so much fun. This is going to be a great memory for me, uh, and I hope for you. This was just such a great time, and the best part about it is we're not going anywhere. We're going to be back tomorrow. We will be back for every pick that the Cowboys make tomorrow, so make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you like us on Facebook, and make sure you please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will be going live on YouTube a lot throughout the rest of the offseason, and obviously into this season, we have film reviews. We have a film review that's going to be coming soon on Micah Parsons, obviously. So we have a lot of fun stuff happening on our YouTube channel. Go check us out. This conversation that we had for the last two hours will also be available on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. We will have a new show up tomorrow as well. Different show. We have a lot of content coming. So make sure if you're a podcast listener, wherever that is, Apple devices, Spotify, search for Blog and the Boys, subscribe there. If you can, it means so much to us. Leave a rating, write a review. That goes a long way at helping us out. I'm RJ Ochoa. I'm the manager, editor-in-chief over at blogandtheboys.com. I'm so proud of what we did tonight. I had such a blast. And uh, what can I say? You know, I love you all. So uh, with all that being said, we will see you manana, my friends. I love you all. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.